Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Swinski. And I'm one of your hosts, Bartek. Hi, Bartek. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good. How are you, Ryan? Well, I'm very good because we're about to do Unappreciated... better than me, then. Did you guys just meet for the first <laughs> guys, time? <laughs> <laughs> we met for the first time and we've got voices in the background. Our guests... We'll introduce them later. They can just yeah. We'll just chill. we'll hang back. Yeah, we'll hang back. Who are they? You could okay. read. You could read the description. <laughs> you could read the description. Yeah. But Bartek, that's the thing. Yeah, we're doing our show on appreciated masterpieces. Mm-hmm. What is it? What do we do? Unappreciated masterpieces is a show where we talk about one unappreciated masterpiece per episode. Okay. Unless we go on a tangent, but that doesn't count. In an audio commentary fashion? I can almost guarantee yes. it. So we <laughs> talk about movies that deserve more love, right? The, That's exactly The films it. that not enough people praise. Whether they've never praised them or used to praise them, anything can be unappreciated in That's pieces. true. That's true. And we're spin polish, likingly, because we're always spitting, because we're just such sharp dresses. Mm-hmm. And we both happen to be Polish. Is that not right, Bartek? Yes. So, Bartek, I need to know what the film is, because I'm in the episode, and I can't tell myself what the film is until you tell me. <laughs> tell us, Bartek. Tell us the film. Tell us. Bartek, how does a podcast work? <laughs> tell us all. <laughs> One at a time. What do I ask first? <laughs> Bartek, film. Film, Bartek. Film. The How movie... many lights are there, Bartek? One. There's five lights. <laughs> five? Oh, the actual light in the four of us? Sure, sure. Go on. Okay. The film that we are doing in this episode is Szynaczkia Wojsko. One more time? Yeah, hit me again. Jesus That's my favourite movie. Szynacz- Szynacz- uh, Szynacz- 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 Szyn Actually, Ryan, the voices were right. It's Polish, which oh, you okay. and I speak because wow. we are speaking Polish, right? Well, I don't speak the language. <laughs> I'm as surprised I'm Polish. as you are. I, if you've listened to the show many times, I don't speak the language. But Bartek doesn't listen. He's in the episode. <laughs> yeah. So he oh, forgets geez. by the end. It's like tr- tr- post-traumatic stress disorder. Every time I say it up, he's like, oh, God, it's flashing back. Oh, no. All the memories, except for last episode where I could speak nothing but Polish. I don't, I don't remember that far back. <laughs> sounds like some sort of fever so, dream. what's the movie called in English for those non-Polish speakers like myself? Well, Ryan, if we look up at the title, it is clearly Major Pain Feet... E- oh, no, wait, forget the feet part. Major Pain. <laughs> Major Pain? <laughs> the great film Major Pain with everyone's favourite actor, Damon Wayans. Yes, from 1995, <laughs> I believe. That's correct. Yeah. But Bartek, we don't do this alone. We have some disembodied voices joining us in the Ooh. studio. Well, as soon as we give them names, they'll be people, right? I don't know. No? Not really. Yes. Can I we stay don't... disembodied? <laughs> sure, why not? He has no body. Yes. We don't know if it's a he, it could be a she, it could be a pet. Is we don't know. By... I'll go by Ollie. Ollie? Thank you very much, guys. Well, Bartek will introduce you, okay? <laughs> Bartek. Our first disembodied voided. Voided. here, it's me. <laughs> My first disembodied voice. <laughs> the first disembodied voice is Ollie Oxley. That is me. Well done. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. You have a name. And Congrats. the second Finally. one also has a name. It's Ian Johnson. That's me. Hi, Ian. <laughs> and they are from a podcast. It's true, we are. We which, are. It which is one? Shake and Not Nerd. Uh, we are just four normal guys hanging out, having fun, talking crap, <laughs> yeah. A bit movies. like this one yeah. times two. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You, talk, you guys talk about, like, pop culture-y stuff. Yeah. You do a film yeah. review if there's a film out, or you talk about... Yeah. Someone actually asked me recently at work... What do you do? What, what our podcast is on. 
okay. And like, oh, we just like talk crap. It's like, well, what's your theme? I'm like, we really have a theme. We just well, they're not of... nerds. It's pop culture. Yeah, not pop culture. Just, that's like, the pop theme. Culture. We do a movie review if there's a good movie out. We or a do bad a one. video game. Yeah, or, or a bad one. If it's like particularly bad. A la Venom or Skyscraper or that, The Meg. That gnome one. Yeah, Sherlock Gnomes. One of our best episodes. I had so dudes, much fun. Dudes, you're just listing films we're going to be covering sometime <laughs> in the future. Give it 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So, you guys, Shake and Not Nerd, how interesting. Yeah, I have fun. You, I don't know you about have Ian. fun sometimes. Yeah, when we're not teasing him so much. <laughs> when, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You the punching, you the punching I'm, bag I'm of the group. I'm always the punching bag. It's weird because you're the punching bag of our group too, and oh. you're not even in the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> that fucking Ian. Normally it's me. <laughs> you're you're the surrogate of him when he's not here, which is every finally. episode except for this one. It's all been leading up to this moment. 130 episodes were finally there. <laughs> we've, led up, we've led up to the moment in which I have to tell you guys at home. You have to have a copy of the movie Major Pain because we're going to be doing the audio length, you know, the feature length audio commentary for the film. I have a copy of the film. You should have a copy of the film because this film is great. And we're going to be talking about it. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're going to get into all the nitty gritty. This movie is 20 something years old. You've had enough time to absorb it into your flesh and understand the plot points. We're not going to go, spoiler alert, Major Pain's an asshole. Is there a spoiler? Well, <laughs> there's, there is. There's, there's, there's many spoilers if you want there to be, but I'm going to do a countdown, and when I say play, you're going to press play as well, and hopefully we'll be lined up. So get ready, because I'm going to start this in three, two, one, play. So, gentlemen, do you have a history with this movie? I do, actually. So I... Come from a broken home. I know this is getting really dark real quick, but I spent a lot of time at my cousin's house. <laughs> okay. And this was one of the only videos that he had, like, recorded from TV. Mm-hmm. And it oh. was the first one Back where... Back when I, everyone did that. Exactly. It yeah, was yeah. the first one that I realized you could have, like, the ads cut out. You yeah, could just yeah, press yeah, stop yeah. and then record when it's back on. So, like, yeah. all the ads were gone. It was, like, the best video that we've had. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Do you know forever I missed like the first two minutes of Aladdin because I really? had it recorded off TV <laughs> and no one fucking hit record Dude, yet. Dude, that's happened to me, not not with the videos, but with me. I've said that on the show before, there's many movies on this where I've seen the movies, but not in full all the way. Like yeah. first episode, Big Fat Liar. I usually <gasps> miss the first 15 minutes of that movie because I turn it on, it's already started. Yeah, yeah So I have to figure much. out the, no, you do, you do. It's just Frankie Muniz being an arsehole. No, it's him being a legend. How dare you? <laughs> and you meet the bull. Whose character changes later? On. Yeah, yeah, the bully. The bully. The I never story. understood the bully. But but, what about you, Bartek? Do you have a history with this? No, I don't. You've never heard of it before? <laughs> no, I. Well, maybe I've heard of it, but I've never seen it before oh. until this show. I'll ask you this: Have you at least heard of of Damon Wayans or his family? I've heard of the Wayans family. Yeah. Doesn't he have like a wife and kids? <laughs> yes, he does, <laughs> and it's a production company. <laughs> yeah, I actually <laughs> looked them up on Wikipedia, and they're like this entire huge family it's... from back in the fifties that like just. Yeah. Million members that's all been in entertainment. Yeah, history. they are what you would call Hollywood royalty, royalty. If you really want to get there with them and the Barrymores and oh, wow. onwards, and it's interesting. I would say they were the few um, black, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood royalty families that I can think of. Dynasties. Dynasties. Yeah, they really are. They've transcended so many. Oh, but um, big mind off that arm. Sorry, this is, I'm going to be doing this the I will, whole time. I will too. Uh, before we get into my history and Ian's history, let's we have to talk about this scene because this is one of the setups to the greatest jokes ever, which is he breaks this Works guy's finger. 
to get his mind off the pain of his wound. But I love the fact that the follow-up to this is he, as soon as he meets the little boy, he wants to break his finger. Uh, you want to show you a little chance to take him out of that pain? Oh, this is such a fantastic movie. So, what's your history? My history uh, is very limited in that... <laughs> Yeah, when did you watch this for the first time, Ian? <laughs> this film was a major pain in my ass last night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so I had was... always seen bits of it. Like, So you never seen full? I'd never seen the full thing start to finish, mostly because of its quality. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, wait. So you saw bits of it when you were, like, what, a young kid? Or De- when you were yeah. a teen? Yeah, or young what? kid. Young kid. Okay. Um, what year did this come out? 1995. 1995, yeah. So we would have been three. I would have been three when it got released, yeah. but maybe five to ten. I watched it over and over again. So you didn't like Major Pain? No. It was a VHS movie for sure. What do you mean? Like, uh, that's... Very hot shit. Yeah, I don't think anyone actually went to the cinemas to see this, did they? I I don't know if it got a... It got fairly good critical reception at the time. Roger Ebert, uh, one of the most famous film reviews and uh, arch nemesis on the show. (laughs) Our our real punching bag. Our real punching bag. He gave this three out of four, and that's pretty good for him. Three out of four? Just to let you know, he didn't give Full Metal Jacket that much. (laughs) What? Yeah, well, this, I reckon Um, it's He said that no one would remember it in comparison to Platoon. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, well, in his defense, Platoon's pretty good. <laughs> it's no Full Metal Jacket, though. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Nothing is. But uh, and he also said no, the gla- that Gladiator would never win the Academy Award and no one well, would like it because it was boring. And he said this other movie slow. about George Clooney on a boat would be better and better remembered. Is that the Perfect Storm? <laughs> yeah. <Ugh. laughs> he said that's one of the best movies of the 21st century. Yuck. Wow. So... I love this movie. I grew up with this movie. This was a constant staple in my childhood. It was on video as well. I also had it recorded off the TV. This introduced me to so many things. Damon Wayans, of course. A lot of people, our generation, probably got introduced to him in My Wife and Kids, which we kind of jokingly said... Uh, had a jab at it before, but I actually think that show's pretty good. Like, it I ages loved pretty it. well. I no, that it. was a great show, yeah. It was, and it had so many great actors in it, too. Like, his wife was one of the singing women in that Little Shop of Horrors. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and she's done a whole bunch of other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I got introduced to Damon Wayans from this. I got introduced to the song Bad to the Bone from this. Yeah. <laughs> This this introduced me to so many interesting things. It's what this is one of these movies that only you could make in the nineties, where it's directed towards children, but it's not. As you know, violence. That's it's what I was thinking. Violent. I'm like, some of these jokes are not for children. No, yeah. most of them aren't. Yeah. But as a child, I always appreciated those. Like, yeah. I, like I could recognize that they weren't meant to be directed at me, but I could still see the humor in them. Like when he wants to break the kid's finger. Or when, you know, he does horrible mean things or says mean things. Like this scene here. You'll (laughs) never hurt her again. The best part of this scene is her acting. (laughs) I thought of you, Bartok, when watching it. I was like, he would like this woman's like (laughs) poor acting in this scene. When she did start, I I, I I started. They're also normal, but she immediately kicks it off with just okay, this is this is just strange. Neutralize. Neutralize. I actually think one of the best parts of this scene is the (laughs) the like the lieutenant's Reaction? Face afterwards, he's just like, oh. he's like horror- gobsmacked. He's horrified. He's like, this is a genuine psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good cut to faces. Then they react, especially yeah. with the kid. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This. I have a long history with this movie. <laughs> 
I love this. It just he's already he's already been locked up. How great! But yeah, this is this movie struck me to the core. But the weird thing is, I don't know about you with having seen this in the past, but having to rewatch it for this, I realized I had not watched this movie in like ten years. Yeah, it's and probably about that. I had forgotten so much of the movie. Like yeah. I forgot certain kids um roles in the movies because mm-hmm. this movie is about kids in yeah. this military like military not military school they're just yeah. in some private school and they're the some military school, it's a boarding school it's some yeah boarding school private school where william hickey is the best character ever as we the principal we don't have schools like this here do we <laughs> huh nah. this is a very american thing right because yeah. i was like what with what, what sorry like a schools military like oh we do investment like academies. but like there's like a school and then there's like military Oh, maybe not class. a proper school because in my hometown there was the uh there was a bunch of uh the the private school boys used to after school have to go to like the uh military cadets camp. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Cadets so, is cadets sort of is like a, a sort of like this, but this is a boarding school where they stay. Yeah. Maybe. It's not just sort of like an after school extra Are there many boarding activities. schools in Australia where you just have to stay there? No, that's what that's what if we're ever, saying. Yeah, yeah okay. we do. We do have a few boarding schools. Like even in this area here there's one. Okay. Um, but like they're not. Is Damon Wayne teaching like, there? Or? I wish. No. I wish. They're like too, for rich buddy. people. <laughs> well, yeah. This is for rich people too. Did you see yeah, Michael true. Ironside and how rich he was as that one guy's <laughs> <The> dad? <drunkie. laughs> as, as not Jack Nicholson. Yeah. yeah true. Um, no, I've forgotten so much about this movie. Kids' roles. I forgot about the love interest storyline. All yeah. I remembered was the quotes. This exactly, is such yeah. a quotable movie. The little engine that Is could. It? Yeah. The little engine chicka, that chicka, could. Chicka, 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 Would it be that quotable if you hadn't seen it as a kid? Well, you could say Probably that about not. anything. Would anything but be that quotable if it wasn't quotable? I know quotable? that for me, I, I do. I think I'll need to see it a few more times before I get all the quotes. But I definitely remember laughing at a lot of lines. In the right. Film. There's there's some scenes in this movie. But look, this... he's about to break the kid's finger from that so raven. <laughs> That's what he's from. He's the, he grew up to be a really disturbed, perverted man. Like, That's okay. It's Damon Wayne's fault. You've just named fault. like 90% of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like he is... He has a YouTube channel that's fucking nuts. Oh, <laughs> oh it's like, it's like, like Randy Lohan Quaid nuts. nuts. Uh, Randy gotcha. Qua- oh, Lindsay Lohan where she does the live Instagram yeah. thing where she's kidnapping her child. Yeah. Uh, Wish it was that nuts. Nothing can be, but... Um, can we, is can Tiger we just- a common name? Um, no, it's his nickname. nickname. Yeah. Okay. It's his nickname because you hear his full name throughout oh, the movie, but it's a nickname because he of Tiger just... Woods? Probably of Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he likes animals. He likes animals. Does he? Yeah. I think his face paint... It's a flower, the... and he has, yeah. like, tiger stripes yeah. on the other side. Oh, so he does, yeah. This, this movie has a lot of setups and payoffs. Oh, oh here he is. Can we talk about the best character ever? William Hickey as principal who's what? obsessed with animals, <laughs> like Slash, specifically but, but, insects. Slash Stephen yeah. Hawking. Why? You don't oh, get right. Stephen Hawking vibes? No, no, yeah, it definitely is like curled up in a chair. Yeah. You know how, you guys want to take a guess how old he is? Like the actor was? 62. No. 23. No. <laughs> he just smokes Bartek? a lot. I will let was... you know, he died two years after this. Yeah, I did I did see which that. Which is a tragedy. 99. He... I did see what year he was born when I looked him up, but I... Is he like forty something? No, he's sixty five. Sixty five. That's pretty damn close. It was close. You were close. That's yeah. why 62. I didn't want to go. God damn. But um, I uh, this guy's great. I loved him in this. I love the jokes that he had. Like when we you hear him on the overseas program, when you hear him on the speaker, you can hear the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> See, a lesser kids movie wouldn't have gone to that attention to detail. It's, they would have just had him be like, 
hello, it's me. You know, like, do him and that's it. So why does he like bugs and uh, how does that play into the storyline? Well, it doesn't it have doesn't. to play into the storyline because he is <laughs> why a is it, minor why is it character. Funny? Well, it's funny because the fact that he is an old curmudgeon who is infested with bugs. I forgot the deaf guy. What about the deaf guy? You I forgot, forgot him. him. Oh, you forgot him? Yeah. No. He's a very forgettable character. Well, no, oh, no, no. He does. No, he not. catches he's the important. gun at the end. He's important. He has the big spinny thing. Uh, now, I will want to point out something. I watched this with my fiance last night. She'd never seen the movie before. And she, when they all get their heads shaved, she said this statement and said it very sternly. Okay. She said, wow, they even shaved the female staff member's head. I like, thought it was a girl. And I'm like, for so who? Long. Who? And she's like, the female staff member. And then we had to rewind it. And I'm like, are you talking about the one with the funny voice? Like the real raspy voice? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, you mean the first kid we yeah. meet in this <laughs> camp other than the little boy? And she yeah. goes, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, it's definitely, it's a boy for a start. It's clearly a boy. And she's like, no, look. And it she took made me a while me, to tell me that it was boy. And, and then I had to rewind it. And it's like, we watched the scene three times yeah. for me to prove that it was a guy. Then we Googled him. Like, now apologize to this beautiful woman who's clearly a man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I never thought. I I thought it was clearly a boy. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, mean I thought that it must have been because it's an all boys squad. But when I fir- the, the, you know the first time we see them, it's the shot close Which up. Which one are screaming. we talking about? The one with the raspy yeah, voice. The one that's on the same. very right. The one. The one who's the suck point. up. The one who was initially in charge of the uh, squadron yeah, okay. of cadets, and then he gets demoted and he joins the other school at the end of the race and yeah. kicks our hero down. I was thinking, was that him? Yeah, yeah. And then he gets punched in the yeah. face, and yeah, we never see him again. Didn't really <laughs> explain that. I'm like, that looks. No, they did. They yeah. did, though. How did they explain it, though? You saw him in a suddenly... scene where he was packing his things and saying, I'm going to a different school. Yeah. I'm done with this. And then the next time you see him, he's, he's at the uh, opposition yeah. school that he didn't go on the uh, the the uh, Black Ops mission with them. Yeah. Is that, that's the whole setup of it. He's the one it, that tripped. Um, yeah, he tripped. Yeah. He tells them. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a setup and it's, it's good. It's a it, terrible it, setup. What would you do as a better setup? Like, I'd write a good movie. That's not an answer. <laughs> because, this, I don't know, I thought the setup of that was pretty well executed. It makes sense. The characters um, kind of feels betrayed when he gets demoted. Yeah. You know, he was a suck-up. So he's he spineless. A it's a conflict. Oh, and he they needed an enemy himself. other than him. Yeah. Yeah, other than Major Payne, yeah, who's <laughs> also the hero of the movie. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the one with the raspy voice... Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was a boy. Yeah, I never, I, well, I never questioned it being a girl. Yeah. Looks like it's just me. And my fiancé <laughs> and Bartek on a level, I have to take a moment to, to question it. Mm. So, Ginger Ginger here um, was in American Pie. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah! As the Sherman. Yeah, yeah that's so a Shermanator. He uh, went on to do big, iconic role. <laughs> it is you know what it's saying but like Iconic. him and John Cho the, you know John Cho's in that too and he made MILF a statement that's a good American point Pie, so there you go here we are now Bartek you knew nothing about this movie I you're just, the one in this group who had no understanding of what you were going to get I from just this. saw the poster then I watched the <laughs> film le- 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 sorry I, uh, <laughs> I love his voice in this it's like this weird Mike Tyson yes. kind of thing but it's not like a direct impersonation yeah it's his own mix but Bartek you knew nothing of this mm-hmm. what were you expecting from this well again all I saw was the poster and I had the title Major Pain so I just thought it was going to be you know a film about a drill instructor 
you know, being in charge of a squadron. I didn't necessarily know that there were, you know, young kids or anything like that. Yeah. I, I, but I did know that, it, yeah, it was probably a comedy, so I was just going to Did wonder... you think it was going to be a family movie? No, and to be honest, I don't fully see it as one, but, you know, having looked at it again, I, I guess I can see definitely it would appeal to younger kids in the 90s, at least. Oh, yeah. Mm. So what, you thought this was going to be like... Um, what's that Bill Murray movie? Stripes. Stripes. Stripes yeah. You thought it was going to be a movie like Stripes, where it's like this squadron adult comedy-esque type of thing with adults. You didn't expect children to turn well, up. Well, I didn't I didn't know what to expect from the squadron. Okay. So, you know, it was just... It was a nice blind experience. <laughs> that is great, because there was a blind kid later. <laughs> you're just, you're just no. cracking up with this. He's deaf. No, later. No, no, he's talking about the very last scene. There's the a blind kid at the end of the movie when he gets his new squadron yeah. and he shaves his dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This I did immediately think, no, he was deaf. And I'm yeah. like, all right, the end of the Now, film. look, yeah. I had forgotten a lot of things in mm. this too, but having to rewatch it, the biggest shock I ever had is, I, I, and this is the thing, I had only seen it on VHS quality. Seeing it on, you know, higher res quality, I never noticed that he has facial hair underneath his chin. Does he? Does he? Yeah. There's a scene later where he really does the yelling and his chin goes into his face uh, yeah. and you see it and I'm like, oh my God, you'll, you'll be having to look out for it now, but it's there. There's like this little line under his chin, like right yeah, under. Yeah, I see it. I see it a little and, bit. And it's just like, I never noticed this until watching it last night. See, this is the nuances of major pain. <laughs> the, it's called the mise-en-scene. I like the IMDb <laughs> trivia that was like, in the scene where he says, I'm not your brother, it's actually funny because they're uncle and nephew. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Damien Wayne's. Well, not this one, but the other one. Oh, no, yeah, the other one, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't you like how he treats the <laughs> the deaf kid? <laughs> he's still... No, 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 no special treatment? Yeah. No, no, he's he has no prejudice. He <laughs> 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 treats them equally. Now, now, I just want to mention this. This is the only scene, I feel like, where this guy's eyes are so dreamy that you get lost in his <laughs> eyes. The rest of the movie, his eyes are never this dreamy. <laughs> Like, when they have more close-ups of it, it's this whole sequence of their back and forth. He has the most dreamy blue eyes that you just kind of <laughs> fall into. Maybe it's coming from his hair. I yeah. think it is. Look at these eyes, guys. These are like... like They're either the he most beautiful look... eyes or the serial killer's <laughs> yeah. eyes. He's, just, he's one of those people, like, once you shave their head, they do look extremely different. Yeah. Yes, you cannot not notice his giant nose when yeah. he has a shaved head, but when he has hair, you're like, these eyes... Oh my god. Bartek, do you remember the actor's name? This is Stephen Martini, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, not to be confused with Steve Martin. <laughs> that's exactly what I went to. I'm like, Steve <laughs> that's, <Martin's> that's son? <laughs> yeah, and he, named, he changed his name to a magician's name. I am well, Stephen yeah. Martini. The great Martini. <laughs> I'm the great Stephen Martini. Um, he's kind of squinting when he's not got his hair. Well, well you know, it. it's sun protection. Yeah. <laughs> it's sun protection. Yeah? So... Um, having to, uh, you know, do this movie again, like for this show, it was quite a, quite a weird thing. Cause I asked you guys, Shaker Not Nerd guys to come on and immediately was like, could we do Major Pain? Yeah. Cause I've been thinking about it that day. <laughs> and it was definitely, it was 100% my suggestion. Is there a day suggestion. that you don't think about it? No. Um, Wake up in the morning, Major Pain. Major Pain. And Go to was, sleep, Major Pain. 
And it was one of those suggestions where it's like, this was not on our list of movies. Like, we're yeah. on a list. Have you got Super Baby Geniuses on your list? Uh, no, we have Baby Geniuses. Baby Geniuses. <laughs> the first Super one. Super Baby Geniuses. That's the second one. That's the second one. one. The second one. Yeah. Baby Geniuses has uh, Christopher Lloyd and uh, Kathleen Turner yeah. in it. Um, that was that was a movie that and I Dom had, DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. And Dom DeLuise gets kicked in the balls. But... Um, yeah, you suggested this, and it just kind of really just threw me off, because I was like... Why? Because when we do this show, you know, I don't know how it is for you, but there are some things when you're doing a show, like a podcast, where you have certain things in your brain where you go, yeah, this will work, and this wouldn't work, and ones that you don't even think of, and this was the... I didn't even think of putting this on our <laughs> show, because in my brain, it's like... Well, everyone loves Major Pain. It's a classic. <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it's like, not an underrated masterpiece. It's just a masterpiece. Like, it's just like yeah. one of those. It's like saying, "Hey guys, do Goonies." Well, no, everyone loves Goonies. <laughs> like yeah, in some... my brain, it was like, "Oh yeah, th- this is one of these ones where for the '90s kids." Yeah. I'm not saying it's Goonies, but I'm just saying like for '90s kids, this for me, a lot of kids my age knew this movie and was like, "Oh yeah, Major yeah. Pain." And we all love Major Pain. But then I looked at it in like online and i'm like oh people don't like this (laughs) but then the internet can be weird like that you know where people don't like venom yeah and that's a masterpiece i've seen nothing but slash fiction (laughs) saying otherwise (laughs) and ryan you own a poster of venom yeah now i do yes proud owner of a venom poster (laughs) venom venom too bad it doesn't have like you know how the movies have like the little catchphrases too bad it doesn't say gotta go (laughs) hit him or where's denim Where's <laughs> Venom, go to wear denim. But uh, yeah, when you suggested this, I really, it really threw me off because I was like, "Whoa!" You have to face a hard truth. It's like when, <laughs> it's like when I suggested, wasn't it's like when I suggested that we should do Bend It Like Beckham for the show, and a lot of people were like, "Whoa, Bend It Like Beckham!" Yeah, but that's then a lot you... better than this. I've never seen it. Oh. Really? And I've never seen Goonies. You mentioned Goonies. I've never seen Goonies. I didn't see that as a kid, and then well, I saw it Well, I will be later, honest. With Bender Like Beckham, with Bender Like Beckham, yeah. of course, it's a, a brilliant film. But I think the thing that this has a strength over it is Bender Like Beckham has, and I counted, 21 montages. Wow. While this only has, like, six. It's true. So at least this is more of what you call a film. Yeah. While Bender Like Beckham's a movie. You know, like, you know what I mean? There's that difference. Subtle difference. It's a very subtle difference. So, Bartek, how happy were you while watching this movie? I was very pleased. Well, I have a feeling, because, like, I've only watched this as a kid. Yeah. Mm. Under 18, not allowed to drink. Oh, dude, you should watch it as an adult. If I had a few drinks under my belt and watched this, I would find it even better. And that's saying something, because I fucking love this movie. Like, it's nostalgia. You should just watch it sober. It's even funnier. (laughs) No, I mean, like... There's so many jokes. It just, like, opens your mind to just, like, accepting the stupidity of, like, poor jokes that are clearly meant for, like, 10-year-olds. The fact that he literally tortures children and gets away with it. Here's the thing, thing, though. I I, I will ask this. Like, do you think the jokes are aimed towards kids? I mean, you haven't watched it in so long, but honestly... 90s kids are different. For me, I don't know, you two, having watched it uh, as adults, I feel like this uh, this is way more aimed at, like... The humor's more adult than a kid's movie. Like, I I can barely think of any kids' jokes in this. Like, there's not a... The closest we get is one fart joke. One. Yeah. (laughs) It was a good fart joke. it's a doozy. (laughs) But honestly, I think the humor is way more catered for people our age now. Like, it's one of these ones where it's like the 90s did that. They gave you kids' movies so that when you grew up... like that. If you think um, back to, like, even Predator... 
like that movie. The kids' movie? Yeah, the kids' movie, Predator. <laughs> the one but, where they hunt for autism? Yeah. <laughs> um, My favorite. Like the original Predator, people get like shot through the chest yeah. and there's heaps of gore and stuff. And nowadays that's an R-rated movie. And, and it was then too. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Because R-rated movies could be successful back then. Yeah. The 80s. Yeah. Yeah, the it's 80s. Just, it's well, just... It's NC-17, they couldn't... Or it's very X protected or whatever. now. Everything's very protected. Like, you can't... Oh, yeah, but things are changing. You, if you couldn't have... I wouldn't say they're changing for the positive. Well, if you got looking, stuff like Deadpool like that's like showing this... that you could do R-rated stuff be successful. Yeah, but you couldn't have that for kids, is what I mean. Is oh, like, right. Like, what's allowed for children has changed so much. Back in the times, like, this was a children's movie, and a lot of the jokes were tailored to families because it's a family yeah. movie and now it's more about a kids movie yeah, this film that. is full of yeah major pain calling them really mean turds. names like turd yeah i i i i hear what you're saying i think what's happened is it's gone to tv i feel like a lot more kids shows are a bit more cerebral and more catered towards like you know teens can watch these kids shows more than what we had like there's those kind of shows like what was it regular show and adventure yeah. time and all those where well, they're very kidsy shows but there are lots of adult elements in there while yeah. movies maybe a bit lesser in that like the 90s they like even if you look at yeah some of the disney movies like if you look at um what was a really shitty fucking snowflake chick Frozen. Frozen. <laughs> snow. <laughs> Let really, it go, Ian. Really fucking <laughs> shitty snowflake. Little shit. snowflake <laughs> shit. Um, Can't get away with that title in two thousand thirteen. Majority, majority of the jokes in that movie. There were jokes. Are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> majority of the jokes are very kid focused. Oh Whereas yeah. You compare it to movies like this back in the nineties and eighties. If you go back to then, uh, there are a lot more jokes that are for varying ages yeah i think the closest we get with this in terms of movies that are catered towards many people is like the guardians of the galaxy movies yeah. have like they're i'd say marvel are probably kiddie. doing it pretty well the, but they don't have this where yeah. like there were movies like this and drop dead fred where they did not care if you were a kid yeah. but they will still make you this movie and as yeah. a kid i enjoyed that so much i but as an adult bartek viewing it mm. How did the humor and the jokes and the characters hit you? Well, like I like I was telling you when I got uh, here to the studio, Ryan, you told me this was a kids' film, and that kind of threw me off because I didn't think of it as a kids' film because I didn't have that context of you know it was aimed at kids apparently when it was released. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it just seemed like yeah, this film's clearly catered to adults, so it's clearly not a kids' film or a family film. But then you think of the story, and it's like, yep, it's for kids. Yeah. Well, I know that when <laughs> when I was watching it, like the big question that I had in my head is, okay, we've established that our main character, Major Payne, is a big military guy, and everything he says, all his anecdotes are related to the military. He's hardened. This is all he knows. It's almost like Big Boss yeah. from Elgi Solid. Um, <laughs> direct comparison, yeah. There are a lot of direct exactly comparisons. Exactly the same. I wonder but, if um, he watched this and got inspired. Well, there's a whole plot about that character where, you know, he's a soldier. He only knows how to fight, so he creates an economy where he can fight. There you go. Um, but anyway, the thing was, is this going to be a film where only... Th- 
this in this context, only this character can fix the problem of, you know, hardening these people up? Or is it going to be a film where the context changes him to a more sensitive, understanding person? My big question there was, what's this film going to do? And it really went with kind of both. Yeah. But it also, at the end, still shows you that he is still a, a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with how he has this, the, the shot zooming in on his face while he goes through every <laughs> single <laughs> laugh <laughs> that he's done throughout the movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just want to point out, I love that grenade scene where he yeah. threw a live grenade because the thing is, again, I think there's some things that we should be looking at to praise in this because, for instance, you could go, well, why would that kid... That's one of the best things that's to praise. When... How he opens a can. <laughs> it adds to the character. The little things that are It's the little the things, but like, yeah, like the grenade thing I love is all the kids run away, but the older one stays why the other ones run away was because they saw him use an actual live gun early in the movie while the other guy was late oh, and yeah. did not see that. Yeah. So he had no context for the idea that he would use real weapons. What really killed that scene for me, though, was the, the use rain. of fast forward. I Fucking hate that. I was going to bring that up. Jokes. <laughs> it's it's very 90s, but also very kids film. Yeah, like that's, that yeah. is like 100% a kids movie. There's little bits where you go, yeah, it's that a kids is a good film. point, actually. And that's one of I don't know. The film used... Carrie did it. Yeah, also not a good film. It wasn't what the the yeah, sissy like spacek it. one. Yeah, I hate it. Oh wow. Okay. When when okay. <laughs> it's du- I don't want to get into it's it. It's not <laughs> good. Don't want to get into it. John Travolta's best performance, whatever. <laughs> John Travolta. Have you seen Grease? Many good performances. I hate Grease. Well, we did Grease too. Oh. oh, dude, you should listen to that. We got real analytical on that. Like, I actually, that legit is an underrated classic. Like, that movie has so many things going on in it. Oh, boy, Grease 2. <laughs> I'm getting hot and bothered thinking about Michelle Pfeiffer on a ladder. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Her first film. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. There were parts in this film where they were carrying rifles, and it did make me think of Grease 2. <laughs> oh, good, good. With the I Want to Rape You in My Bunker song from um, Grease 2. <laughs> please, that song's called Do It for Our Country. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, what am I missing? Grease 2, clearly. Oh, my God. There's this whole song about reproduction. Oh, oh but the joke is, one well, of the jokes is, the meta jokes is a song sung by Tab Hunter, who was a well, one of the first well-known openly gay actors, and he's really, really bugging out by the fact that the girls are talking about reproduction. <laughs> but but in the movie, he's really straight, so it's kind of like one of those little meta jokes. I was like, ah, the audience know he's gay, so it's like, but he's playing like he's a straight guy. Oh no, come on. I've never seen a cupcake look more delicious yeah, than in I this it. movie. I need it. I need it's it. It's worth the risk. Yeah. <laughs> and if you were him, all you get is just one fart. <laughs> I mean, what's the risk? That's fine. That's an efficient bowel. He's an uh, iron more than stomach. Efficient. He has an iron stomach. <laughs> I love the kid, like, what the? F- <laughs> Sherman? Yeah. He's unbeatable. He is. He doesn't lose. This is one of the best jokes, and it. it's just that he gets fucking knocked out cold by it. <laughs> I love how it's straight away. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, what I love though. He doesn't drop a thing though. He yeah, goes, he holds takes the whole tray down with him. Uh, this, this annoys me. How slow this finger moves. Yeah, and that it's in front of the camera for way too long. Wow, that's your big. It's a and it's not in focus. It's, it's just really annoying. God, the mise en scene here is I so perfect. I couldn't focus though. on what they were saying because there's this bloody kid's grotty finger in my face. <laughs> but it's not in focus. Oh, I love so you fr- just watching. There, there are so <laughs> many. <laughs> there are so many times in this movie where I look at uh, st- uh, kids' fingers. No, no, yeah, no I agree. All the time. No, no, um, I'm constantly... Stephen Martini, and I keep thinking he's Toby Maguire. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I see that. Is it because you're too distracted by his finger and you're like, oh, Spider-Man had a was finger? It, no, I think his was profile. it his finger? 
No, no, no. Just anyone's, any kid's finger. Okay, well, I wasn't paying attention to his finger. I was paying attention to his face. No, no. We all yeah. pay attention to kids' fingers, and that's why this has a 6.2 on IMDb. There's a review probably out there that yeah. I'm bet, I bet Ian not wrote a, called... Not enough not kid a, fingers. Too many kids' fingers by Ian. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple then, of reviews that were like, Major Pain, more like Major Pain, but spelt it P-A-I-N. Oh, I oh, just... Um, that's, yeah. that's just too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, yeah but even like, Roger Ebert Thank God, that. like, three of them had it. <laughs> I feel like Ian's review... Of of kids fingers his uh, screen name would be the kid finger he would you know he's, he's you know his youtube channel would be nothing but those finger family songs that oh, they have on kids yeah. youtube <laughs> now can we talk about that only in a 1990s kids movie and older would they have a plot point of them trying to frame the main character for being a pedophile yeah and well, then it's instantly yeah. gone from the movie it's i love it because no- nothing happens even though they literally take a photo no but of it's it. out of focus yeah. oh, this because he he takes it while it's moving in yeah. the air so Did they say it's out of focus no no you just you as the audience just know that because it's an old camera that he takes a photo of while he's like throwing it in yeah. over his shoulder <laughs> God so forbid they explain things in this movie well, also, but do you, need, but do you need so much exposition? Four. The yeah. clock said four, and now it's ten past twelve. Oh yeah, oh. a little bit of a little bit of goops there for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you don't need that much exposition in what is a family They're movie. You don't, you, you don't need the kids te- there going, "My God." Because that's the bothered. whole point. They want no. to frame him for being a pedophile. Yeah, but then they, they're they better off just not taking the photo if they're going to take a photo and they not explain but that it but was But here's the thing. It's kids' logic. They didn't think he was... A, they thought he was asleep and then he fooled them and then they got all afraid because he's fucking scary. He's sleeping with his it's... eyes open, Ian. How terrifying is that? Yeah, right. It's a masterpiece. I've overlooked everything. Look, look there's his facial hair. Yeah, it's right under that oh, chin. It's a weird mm. facial hair thing. I think it's covering a scar. I think it's a little right. scar. Yeah, I that. But like that kind of more accentuates. <laughs> well, you only see it in shots like that. So, yeah. I mean, if I didn't point it out, you guys probably wouldn't have even noticed. Yeah. No. This is great. <laughs> the eye fluttering. Yeah. <laughs> I can see like if there was a how it should have ended, they would like take a photo as soon as he grabbed him. It's like, oh, you right made it even worse. See? It's all out of focus. <laughs> See, I don't think they need to explain that. I think you should just know, as an audience member, well, that didn't work. Mm. You don't need the kids sitting around with Vincent D'Onofrio explaining to them yeah. why the mythology of the camera didn't work I just think they on Skype or something. I just think they just shouldn't have taken the photo. <laughs> because but... it's kids' logic. They think, you know how we can frame him? We need photographic evidence. I will say that if I was them, I wouldn't have them go so far. It's like, oh, rest your head on his shoulder and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. no, no. That's, just I make reckon... him as uncomfortable. Like, obviously for a comedy film, it's like, oh, make it as silly as possible. But <laughs> no, I think Realistically, I if think... you're going to frame someone for pedophilia. No, like, no, you're not you happy, so... Like, I, think, <laughs> no, I, think, I think they would do that because... You're like, being, the lying down, yes. No, no, but... I think they would still do that because kids are dicks to one another no matter what the situation <laughs> is. And they're being such little bastards by trying to frame him for such a horrible thing, but that's kids. Imagine like, if this mm, film came out today now, nowadays. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't. It would be a completely different movie. They would it would be called Role Models. This scene, with... alone, this scene alone would be like, nah. No, the the kids in dresses. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's that thing where it's like I think uh, the critique of kids movies they overestimate the uh, sensitivity sensitive sensitivity of children. Like this scene is perfectly fine when you're watching it as a kid cuz you know what he's doing. I think doing. it's fine for kids. It's the adults that see it. Yeah, but complain. that's what I'm saying. Like the the adults who are making and marketing and critiquing these movies. Yeah. 
are far, far too sensitive to kids' entertainment in this regard. Especially, <laughs> like, live-action kids' entertainment, which I feel is much lesser than animated. I feel like animated kids' entertainment is where it's at, but live-action... like, things like this of just someone being in a dress used to be the pinnacle of comedy. Yeah. But now there would be so many groups that would take issue to this and would actually yeah. speak up about it. And that's why animated is so much easier to get away with. Oh, like, yeah. A movie yeah. like this now wouldn't happen. And if it did... Especially it, with him like chanting about like, oh, we have to earn our rights to be called men and yeah. stuff like that. But again, it makes sense for the character. It makes yeah. sense for and, the And a universe. military setting, yeah. But it that, makes sense for the action as well. It's the perfect... I mean, honestly... If we wanted it to be a real movie, like a real world thing, he would go straight to William Hickey and be like, "These children," and then the police would come in, and then the rest would be a courtroom drama. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, like this is one of those straight to TV movies that like, ah. Channel Seven picks up for like twelve thirty in the afternoon on a Saturday, it's and that's those, it. They like, play it every fortnight. Disney DVD movies. Yeah. See, I think it has more cinematic quality than that. I think a lot of the visual I don't visual think Channel jokes... 7 cares about cinematic quality. Oh, no, no, you, said, you said direct to TV. Yeah. It makes it sound like it's a TV movie. I, yeah, I, TV movie. I wouldn't call it of that low quality because I feel like the, the filming of things has a more out, cinematic yeah. uh, cinematic approach. Like A lot of the jokes really work from the uh, visual elements of the editing, the camera angles, as well as just the delivery, which I feel when you say a TV movie indicates a lesser cinematic quality than what this would have like i feel like this actually has some great cinematography overall great set design military stuff is actually on point apparently in the uh, trivia drill instructors uh, are very impressed with his performance because uh, drill instructors are very similar to stand-up comedians they have to come up with responses and ideas and improvise on the spot and, uh, you know, they said everything he's done, he, the way he walks, the way he talks, uh, even down to the patches on his uniform are uh, actually accentuate his character. Yeah, apparently there are two very specific ones. Obviously, Scuba is one and, like, another water yeah, one. And, and, and it proves that... That, that he's, like, a very high-level... Like- um, marine that would be war hardened. And yeah, very fits like those having those badges. Having both of them prove that he would actually be very grizzled in war. So mm-hmm. that actually kind of details that us lay people wouldn't know. Though, so, yeah. <laughs> but it's still there. Oh like, yeah, definitely. You could just it's attention have, to detail. Like if this was a silly kids comedy movie that was made by Robert Rodriguez, he would have like a pizza patch on his sleeve or Ooh. something like. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the fact that you know he went to Damon Wayans, I don't know. I think he gave a great. Uh, Great central performance. I think he's the thing that holds us all together. What do you guys think? Yeah, I... Obviously, the movie is his movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And oh, so... Well, he, he co-wrote it, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure he put a lot of money into it. He I is mean, a Wayans. <laughs> yeah. He is from the dynasty. So, anyone know what the budget was for this movie? I do not. By the way, I'm going to take a guess and say, like, maybe a hundred grand. No, it's a studio-made movie. Come on, it's got to be no in way. the millions. In the 90s, no way, not, not in the 90s. Yeah, no, in the 90s, yeah. Definitely. I think it's insane to think $100,000. Yeah, maybe a bit more than that. It's 500 grand? Just to put this into perspective. I don't think a million. Just to put this into perspective, Kevin Smith's Clerks movie, which came out around-ish the same time, was more than 100 grand. In budget, or around there, or a little less. It was around that. So you're saying, like, that, and that was an indie movie shot on black and white. Yeah, but film costs a lot. Yeah, and I think a big studio like Universal could afford it. With Damon Wayans, who was one of the biggest black comedians at the time. He's probably, like, 6'3". It's not that big. 
<laughs> I can't think of any taller black comedian at this time. Because Eddie Murphy's short. Yeah, he's pretty short. He's a little man. But at the same time, had he done any movies before this? Eddie Murphy? No, not... Obviously, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> We're in the um, 90s. Damon Wayans? Yeah, he did a few. Um, Bulletproof. Uh, Bulletproof? I want to say Mo Money happened already by this point. Yeah. Um, and oh, he yeah. did uh, In Living Colour, which was one of the biggest... Uh, Bigger ones, yeah. Biggest mm, shows. That was a big one. Uh, yeah, Ro- Roger Ebert was basically saying that this is his best performance since In Living Colour. Yeah, which is um, interesting. So I'm trying hey, to figure out... I reckon maybe double that. I reckon like 200,000. 200? Yeah. Um, well, it made, in the box office, uh, $7 million, which is quite impressive because... It got a, it got a release? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. We we only there do, are heaps of movies. That we only don't do go theatrically to... released films on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not as good. Uh, I feel like you could easily critique a TV movie for being lesser quality due to its kind of lesser quality. The thing quality. is, you had to compare this to other movies that did come out in the nineties as well, like yeah. family comedies. You compare this to like you guys have already done it, Baby's Day Out. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think they're about the same quality, but I, I saw, think they're I completely different in quality. Yeah, this doesn't rely on green screen technology. It doesn't rely on having to shoot around a baby, um, which is a but big film. Of film. the product. Um, well, it's well. This is aimed towards more adults and families. While that is aimed towards children, mm. like directly children. There's no ifs and or buts. The closest you can get is the gangsters can be pretty gangstery in that, but they're more <laughs> three stooges. But at the same time, they're both targeted at family audience oh it's the same audience that are seeing them both but it's like saying you go to the cinemas it's like saying the um, same people are seeing hotel transylvania that see frozen yeah but it's like also saying the boss baby hey (laughs) that was nominated for an oscar i know i know but it's directed towards small children right it's like saying no. something like the boss, but okay, okay. What is one that's directed to small children? Like the My Little Pony Friendship Those is things. Magic movie yeah. is My saying, Little Pony. which is also a cinematic movie that came out last year or the year before. Uh, it's like saying that is in the same ballpark in terms of family entertainment as something like uh, Inside Out or Wally or, or but Toy very Story. Very different budgets as well. Whereas mm. this and Baby's Day Out are probably very similar. Yeah, but there's it's what you're directing it towards as well that makes the quality of what you're judging different. Also, even though their family entertainment the genres are completely different as well in what in the movies so this movie is what Bartek was kind of saying in terms of that kind of it's focusing on one character having to overcome the feeling of being stubborn and da 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 and he softens up and he learns to accept and love people but in baby's day out it is literally a baby yeah, going from A to B. So story-wise, in terms of that genre though, they're genre exactly they're both the same. They're, family this is a black comedy for a black uh, a, a family comedy with black comedy elements to it, dark comedy elements to it. While Baby's Day Out is a slapstick farce comedy, and also Roger Ebert loved this and hated that. <laughs> so, it, it, I don't know. It's kind of like even though they're both directed towards families, I feel like genre types are different, and they're aimed towards different ages, different demographics, different yeah, just different. Mm, I beg to differ. <laughs> I I think they're both they're both targeted at a family audience. Oh yeah, I would say this age more brackets. family. Baby's Day Out more kids. 
less yeah. than a family. It's like more, kids more who don't know how movie, to speak. More of a movie you put on for your kids <laughs> it's made during the day. For ba- it's made with Just because it has a baby and it doesn't mean it's made Have you watched baby. Babies Out? I have, yeah. Do you, do you know the lack of dialogue and just visual elements? Yeah. So that people who don't know how to that's speak That's just visual yet. humor. That's like saying Mr. Bean's for babies. It, it kind of is. Wow. It's for both. Mr. Bean would roll over in his metaphorical grave. Johnny English. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but then Mr. Bean had his animated kids show that's directly aimed for babies kids. and kids because it I saw the elements. Babies. It has no dialogue. That doesn't... And it is so... Uh, what is aimed for babies for you, then? Um, That stupid song. That's not a <laughs> baby, baby shark. No, no, but but, baby little song. No, but what's a show or movie? If you're, you're going with song, that's not an. That's not. That's the, not the same now. format. Nobody makes a movie for a baby. They make it for family. Yeah, they do. There's people who make entertainment for babies and toddlers a and movie? stuff. Like movie, the sure. Wiggles movie, sure. Um, <laughs> there's uh um. I want to say there's that one, the Oogie Loves movie that's no. made by the same people who did Teletubbies. Is that a DVD movie? No, yeah. it went into that theat- actually was theatrical. It was theatrical. Really? It had Christopher Lloyd in it. It had Christ- You could go- no, it got Christopher Lloyd. It's got several big name I- actors. I think, I think the big thing with that was it was aimed at kids who can walk because that's the type of film where they wanted them to get up and like dance along with the film. Yeah, dance along. But there's still entertainment yeah. made out there for small, tiny children, not mm. just eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds. No. I think I'm we just say that because there's... we as kids could comprehend what movies were doing at those ages of six and onwards. I'm, I'm struggling to think of a film that's, like, specifically targeted at infants, but there are definitely films that I can see appealing to infants just because of, like, visual elements Because or of something. the colours. Baby Geniuses. Music. We mentioned it a while ago. Yeah. Again, I would even say Baby Geniuses is, f- is family, not infants, because there are jokes that Kathleen Turner makes that are not for kids. <laughs> that is true, that is true. But, uh, but either way, I feel like this movie has more of a film quality to it. It, ha- it, is, it is that kind of character breakdown movie, which we obviously have seen many, many times before, but I haven't seen it done like this in a kids movie where you have a real military a macho... Uh, yeah, like, we've had darkness in, like... You know, you could say there's similarities between this and Uncle Buck, for instance, <laughs> where, you know, you have this adult figure coming into these kids' worlds, there's dark humour in there, and at the end he learns to adapt, but they're very different people, of course, and very different yeah. tones, but you wouldn't say those two movies are directed at the same God, audiences ju- necessarily. <laughs> I just imagined a world where the roles were reversed and Damon Wayans played Uncle Buck. You know what he could? <laughs> did, you, did you know they John made Candy an Uncle Buck... Major Pain. Did you know they made an Uncle Buck TV show with Mike Epps as Uncle Buck? Jeez. Yeah, it didn't did do not. too well, but... uh I'm just trying to imagine my... I, I reckon Damon Wayans could do an Uncle Buck character, that kind of... You know, schlubby... He did that. It's called My Wife and Kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, John Candy, maybe not so much as Major Pain, but... Uh, did John Candy die? He's he long yeah. dead. Yeah. He yeah. died on film set yeah. of a heart attack. Because he was in Filming a... He was in, no, no. It was well, a, that's the other thing that... Wagons probably, East. You could probably compare this to is... Uh, you look at 90s SNL comedy characters are very similar to Damon Wayne's character in this. Like, they're very... Yeah, comedy it, in general. It, yeah, it, yeah, it was that character over the top, um, amplified Cynical. Character. Yeah, very cynical. Cynical too, because yeah. you had a lot of these... Types, but as a child, I loved this. I, I loved. You could compare this, yeah, because at the same time, you've got bloody Ace Ventura yeah, exactly. and those kinds of movies where the central character is over the top ridiculous. Yeah, but I think with Ace Ventura, he's far more 
kid friendly and likable than yeah, Major Pain. Yeah, it's a different character, but it's because yeah, it's a bit more silly. In context of the nineties, so you've got yeah, to look at the very similar us. thing. He's got a talking ass. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Major Pain has a lot of great elements. It's that... almost opposite. Like it's got a lighthearted character in a almost darker story in Ace Ventura, and then yeah. this is a darker mm. character in a lighter story. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking the exact same thing, but I didn't want to be that jerk because I feel like I've been roasting all these arguments. Finally, like no film and quality, and you're like, no, I, I have, I didn't realized, like it. I realized why I thought Dodson was a girl. Is it because why? you his felt skin, something? No, his skin is so goddamn smooth in this movie. <laughs> his skin is too smooth. I mean, guys don't have smooth skin. Children like do. Yeah, but how, he's got to be at least, like, 15 here. No, I don't think he's... The actor, yeah. I reckon he would be about 15 in uh, this. The one with the raspy voice. Dodson, I still, I yeah. think he's, like, 12 or 13. His voice is cracking. Ian's voice is still cracking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about 12. I think 12's a bit low. I'm, I think I'm more in the teenage bracket. Yeah. It's hard when they're all bold as well. And it's kind of one of these ones where you... <laughs> I just imagine you walking through, like... A retirement home thinking people are 12. <laughs> it's just because he's bald. It's because they're all bald children. It's like when bald people, like, you don't know what their age is after a certain point. Like, Patrick Stewart has looked the same. 13. He looks the, he's looked the same for the last 30 years. He barely ages because he's bald. That's one of the things that helps him. So how much after seeing this move do you guys really want a major pain hat? Oh, oh I dude, I'd rather his uh, his um, outfits more than just the hat. The I want outfits, the full white. They, they do have very good costumes for him in this movie. Oh, definitely. I mean, come on. Wouldn't you want to wear, wear them to a, a dance? <laughs> sure. Ian, for your next dance that you're going to, I, I believe you have one coming up. I, yeah, I do. I at the restaurant Fortnite. at the restaurant hip hop dance club yeah. that they go to I'm in this coming small as town. White major pain. White major pain. Yeah. Wow. Well, Everyone uniform. will get it. I believe that's his formal Marine Corps uniform. Now, do you guys remember his full name? No. My name is Major Benson Winifred Payne. He got it. See, I haven't watched this movie in 10 years. Of course, Benson is... I'm impressed. Benson is uh, a loose reference to the TV show character from the same name, Benson, who was like a, one of those first kind of black-led comedy sitcoms for everyone. He, he started off as like a butler character in another show, and then he got his own show where he was like the, the president's aide or something. And so in the... In the sphere of American, African-American comedy things, Benson is like one of those characters that gets referenced again and again and again. So I'm not sure if it's a direct reference, but it is one of these things where it's like Damon Wayne's probably named him Benson after that character, which is kind of neat. I don't have any direct evidence of this, but it's just kind of a <laughs> what, general... We can hypothesize. Because it, it's, because it's one the... of these things where this recurs a lot in African-American uh, comedy stuff where that name occurs a lot because of that character. Yeah, I, I remember the, there was a trivia point on IMDb saying something like... It, the, I can't remember if it was the character... I know the name definitely, or the plot, was a direct reference to some older product, project, uh, project from, I think, like the 60s or 50s or something like that. Oh, I might be completely misremembering, but I think Oh, I no, remember. that's when he's having his dream sequence where he's Benson. imagining the perfect family. There was something like that too, but I think there was something that had Benson in the name yeah. that, this, that there was a reference so to. So the character that played uh, Not a Girl, 
<laughs> was born in 1982. The actor. 17. So, 17. 13. 13. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I did say teenage brackets. So. Yeah, I said like 12, 13, and you guys are all You like, said 12. I said 12, 13. <laughs> Is that big 12, 12, 13, 12, 13. <laughs> Because that's when usually that voice stuff's happening. This is probably one of the best bits in the movie, in my opinion. Oh, the little engine that could? Yeah. You know what I love about it? His story kind of indicates that it couldn't because it yeah. got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> but it tried, right? I think this is one of the best monologues ever delivered in it's cinema, so as well as children's entertainment or family entertainment. I haven't seen anything as... Like, they just let him do it. Like, in another movie, he would have been interrupted by now, or... Just keeps going. It just It's just like they let him keep doing this monologue, and you can just feel that they've written a whole story. Like, you can feel like they have an end point in yeah. mind, and we never get there. <laughs> Maybe there is a full story, but they just told the actress to, like, interrupt when she feels it's right. Dude. I think it's just when he's like, and I just start saying, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> You never take me alive! Bam, 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 I'll bam. keep saying bam, you interrupt when you think it's right. Bartek, this is this is one of the quintessential scenes. Was this one of your favourite scenes, watching it? I liked it, but I don't think I'd say it was one of my favourites. What is a standout for you? Because I think when most people think of this movie, they usually come to this. This is, yeah, for me, this was this scene. What about you, Bartek? What's a scene that stands out? Was it when he puts Charlie's face on his barbecue and throws him in the kiddie pool? <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't know if I can pick one. There's just so many. I think when I finish the film and I see everything again, I can really think. I said, Bubba, they ain't there. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Of course. Bubba being your reference I to love, Forrest Gump, I would imagine. The thing I love best about this scene is just that I wasn't expecting it because he starts off like the train's going over the hills and everything goes, and it's carrying AK 47s. I'm and like, nuclear payload. Nuclear payload. <laughs> it's just but so quick. At the same time, you should have because yeah, for the whole movie, like, he's been like this. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like he that. shot the boogeyman. And that was Roger Ebert's big thing that the fact that he really went all the way with the whole military theme to everything he does and says. Honestly, I don't know if we would. Like, I know how he said we wouldn't get this movie nowadays, but I meant, like, imagine the universe if we did. I honestly don't know if there's any actor I can think of, a comedic actor that would dedicate themselves this much to what is a family movie. Yeah, true. Bill Hader. No. <laughs> Bill Hader definitely would, because he dedicates himself to anything he does. Really? It's weird, yeah. because every time I've seen Bill Hader, he's just kind of zoned out in every performance <laughs> that I've seen him in. It's just him. Have you seen The Skeleton <laughs> Twins? I have. That's the only one that I'm going to say is standout. Yeah. Like, I think of him in something like Paul, where you kind of forget he's, he's in he's Paul, a, he's and he's one of the main seat. characters in that, because no way, he's, he's chasing after seat. them. I would say he's, he's a the antagonist of the movie. To, he's a backseat due to uh, Jason Bateman, because he's like he's. And if he's, anything, Jason Bateman's more backseat because he kind of isn't in the movie that much. But he's the main antagonist. He's the one you think you're, they're running from. He's the most. Zoyle is like Bill Hader's boss. Do you do you get the joy, joke with his name? I did. I do. Lorenzo Zoyle. Lorenzo's Oil, a film made by George Miller. Yeah. One of the one of those little jokes that film fans will get. It's like, ah, I don't need to do this. Mm. But I honestly don't think... Like, think about this. He commits so much. He does the voice. He does all the military stuff. But he also does the dancing. Because I think the Waynes family are just really into dancing. Because everything they are in 
It's like Christopher Walken and John Candy. They always have to have something where they dance in it for no mm. apparent reason. And I think it's the same with them because... More fast forward, Jake. Yeah. Just really like like uh, White Chicks, one of the yeah. greatest movies ever made. There's dance sequences in that for no reason. And I think in this movie, the dance sequences actually add to the story and his character. Is there a dance sequence in Scary Movie? I'm trying to think. Um, He's I would imagine in. he does some dancing. <laughs> no, no, no. The other Wayne's brothers. The other, Marlon the other, other Wayne's. Um, uh, there's, two of, there's two of them in the Scary Movies. Marlon Wayne's and um, I'm forgetting the other one because he was also in White Chicks. But like, I think it's Damon... I thought junior? he was Damon still involved no. in White Chicks as a writer or something or a producer. No, he hasn't really done... Uh, probably as a producer, but uh, there's another brother who's always just behind the scenes and he's yeah. the one that really drives the, the Wayne's ship. And uh, he's he did he's always behind every one of their projects, which is just great. But yeah, I like how they include the dancing. Like In a movie like, say, White Chicks, the dancing kind of feels tacked on there because they want to show them dancing and they just want to have fun, which is good because it's a comedy. But It's part of that slapstick. In this yeah. movie, but in the dancing in White Chicks doesn't play for comedy. It's just kind of like, here it is. The yeah, comedy comes from there. It's movement comedy. It's, but it's, this plays for comedy and enhances his character and kind of helps their relationship build. This actually serves as, a purpose as, as well as being comedic. Yeah, it serves more of a purpose. I wouldn't say that the, that one in White Chicks doesn't isn't comedic. It's not play. I don't <laughs> it's think it's comedic. played for pure oh, for comedy. Sure, it's comedy. It's just doesn't I think it's, have the depth I think of it's the played, reasoning as this does. I don't think it's as overtly comedic. I think it's more in White Chicks, more like. It's funny because they're women, but that doesn't have a top on no, and he has I'm, glow sticks. But that, he's not in that dance <laughs> sequence. He's just in the scene later. But like I'm talking about when they have a dance, the dance off. off. Yeah, yeah. It only serves as a purpose to show that they are humiliating the future antagonists of like the antagonists of the movie. It's not played necessarily for comedy. It's more played like they're, they're dancing. The actual dancing isn't played for comedy. It's more like shit. They can dance. Well, in this movie, you can go, shit, he can dance, but also it's funny because his character, you didn't expect him to dance like this and in the full outfit. I always took the dance off as comedy in White Chicks because they're doing traditional African-American dancing. Yeah, against White Chicks. In white. Yeah, I guess. White face. White face, yeah. I I understand that. Yeah. I just think this was more overtly comedic and also serves the character and story. It serves the character and story a lot more. Didn't you find it funny? No. Come really? <laughs> no. Come on, Bartek. No. What about you? I Did didn't... you find some humor in watching Damon Wayans just show all of his great nineteen seventies and eighties dance skills? Most yeah, of it's it, just well, his face. It's his whole body. <laughs> yeah, well, like, it was unexpected. It was like, oh, this guy's military. He probably doesn't know anything more than like military marching and the singing that he does. But then all of a sudden, he knows the robot and this kind he, of moonwalk. Kind he of does thing. moonwalk forwards. Yeah, that's innovative. <laughs> I don't see he does, that. He does do a few Michael Jackson moves. I like watching like the here. crowd clap. Once you draw attention to the cloud, it's hard thing. not to but watch you, No, no, no. You know, it's good to pay attention to that because that's actually good because at the beginning, they weren't paying attention to him. But as the scene goes on, now he, they're all enthralled by him. Yeah, because I would be too with those moves. And I noticed that later they are good moves. And later on, you see Tiger do some of the moves when they do, do the yeah. performance. Exactly. It shows, ah, but that, I think, in the dance sequence at the end, that's more of utilizing that one character's skill in the platoon that does love dancing. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what I thought at the end. They were going to leverage off him more. No, he is not he in the platoon dancing. It. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah, he's he the one who, who does the choreography for it, which is neat. But it's like, at the end, he utilizes these kids... 
skills or assets or personalities he learns to adapt and accept, which is I like to think, great. I like to think he helps them realize their potential. I think that's the oh, yeah. overarching like yeah, message and, of this and, movie. And, and they help him realize his. Yeah. Because that he's actually a caring person. That well, he, I think I that think she helps him realize that. I think it's I think it's it, it's uh, Steve Martin here, <laughs> and her. Stephen Martini, right? And her as well. It's both of them, and and of course Tiger. Tiger gives him the heart that he much needs because mm. kids he's, he's do really that. He's really the force for him to stay. Is, is yeah. majority Tiger and whatever her name is, whose name I've forgotten. Yeah. Hottie McCarty. Hottie McCarty. Honestly, I think the reason he stays is mainly for her. Yeah. But he, Tiger, he, does, he does drop the hint when he goes to leave. He goes, did you think I was going to stay and that we were going to adopt Tiger? So and then, yeah, there's yeah. There's obviously a reference that Tiger's part of that. Oh, yeah, of course. And in the, the dream sequence, yeah, Tiger's yeah. there. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, maybe I like you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I like you. Maybe, uh, I, maybe like you, I like you a lot. lot. Now, Just maybe. apparently this movie has him rhyming like 10 yeah. times and it gives you a list of all the times he rhymes and that's On the last the one. Trivia, no. that, that's Push the last the one. Maybe. Baby. That's the last rhyme of the movie. I does. believe they said nursery rhymes. So I don't know what nursery rhyme don't push the maybe babies from. Uh, you know that famous nursery rhyme. The hand that yeah. rocked the title the, don't the, push the, the maybe the baby. Hand that, the hand that rocked the cradle. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Um, or maybe it's reversed. Maybe it's don't push the baby, school. maybe. What was that, sorry? There's a lot more kids at this school. No. <laughs> a much bigger military they're just, they're following They're just older school. kids. While their kids are all There's different like ages. There's like three to every kid. Yeah, but it's the it's whole school. It's the whole school, I think. But they're all in military uniform. Well, but if, they're ti- military if Tiger went school. to them, they'd be fine. They're a military school. That's the difference. Like they're a school that does the military program, but as a whole, they're not a military school that they go to. Because you see they all the other a, children. Yeah. Who they're they're the green boys. Oh, that's right. Military school is a thing in America, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a big is, plot yeah. point in Malcolm the Middle. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's yeah, been a plot point in a lot of things, like threatening to send them to military school. Or dude, something. Yeah. dude, I've never seen military school be the funniest shit outside of Malcolm the Middle. They're, oh, they do so much shit <laughs> at that school. <laughs> Oh, poor Spangler. <laughs> um, Damn, that's a pristine white jacket. Right. Because he's a military man. What? Since when? But he keeps everything pristine <laughs> and clean. Do you not see his scuba medal? <laughs> he does. He has, <laughs> apparently. All this Again, stuff. two of them show that he's a very high-level Marine. I don't think it's on this. I don't know if it's on this one. I don't know either, I think but they this said is the patches. one that has the most. I think they said patches and not, like, badges. Yeah, but... I guess. Damn, that's a good outfit. I've never <laughs> seen... Would like Only in this type of outfit do white shoes work. Like, white formal shoes. White good men with these shiny white. <laughs> yeah, like, only in this outfit... I'm white. I'm white. I'm W-H-I-T. a white. <laughs> <laughs> thank, God we got, thank God we got the white people to talk about this movie. Yeah. So, we haven't established that. I mean, we're Polish, so... Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Yeah. Ian's black. That's true. <laughs> well, Johnson, like Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> the AIDS and all. Yeah. <laughs> He's still alive, so it's okay. Um, yeah, this movie takes a lot of interesting twists and turns. Now, outside of major pain... I must have blinked during this scene with the bullet. <laughs> oh, from it's his heart? It's a really nice yeah. scene. It's, it's actually really nice. I must nice. have missed this book. I don't remember the bullet. So he got it. it from his own heart. Yeah. And left took it out himself with a field field knife. knife. This is so good because it's so in character for him to literally give her a bullet from his heart, but it's also genuinely sweet. This is a genuinely sweet relationship that they build. 
and when he's a dick to her, you do feel the genuine pain of him being like that. Also, like at the end, she's 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 sitting on the porch or something, and she's reading a military book. So they kind of learn from each other. And he lets her blow the whistle. And lets her blow the whistle. <laughs> yeah, and... he does. And also, he lets her touch his like whistle. Like, uh, yeah, and 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 <laughs> he told her to get her titty out of his mouth and stop yeah. babying him, which is the best line delivery. I don't call it babying. I call, I call it, it nurturing. nurturing. I, I call, call it neutering. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was definitely one of the more adult jokes is just saying the word it's just a, But also the conversation was very adult. Yeah. So it's not just the scenes built around him saying titty. It's it's moving the it's plot. It's a conversation the, about duty of care. And the conflict <laughs> of interests between the two of their methods. I love how much you guys look into this movie. Because it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Some, something's... Uh, Come yeah. on, think about this. You guys have mentioned just early on the episode that there are some real bad movies that you guys have reviewed We've on the done show. far worse than this. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I feel like sometimes movies like this, like, you know, aren't getting looked into enough because you can just go, oh, it's that silly yeah. movie for kids. And then you, you could call it unappreciated. Yeah, it's an unappreciated <laughs> masterpiece. Like, I feel like this has... masterpiece is stretching. <laughs> yeah. It's a comedic masterpiece. I think that adjective and noun works. We should name the show like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This but... is the first episode, actually, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. So, other than Major Paint, who was a character that you really liked? From this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, from any movie. Oh, no, from this movie. Like Snowflake Bitch from Frozen. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, Snowflake laughs> Whatever you said. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I like Tiger because it's he humanizes him. Yeah. He's a towards cute the kid. end. He is he is the force that changes him. And, and it makes the movie yeah. what it is. The whole, you know, being little problem. Yeah. We, I felt that you felt that as a kid at some point. Like mm. you're too little. Yeah, everyone's too young. been little. At some point in their lives, some but us, felt that still some of us are still battling that. Uh, yeah, I was a year younger than you guys in school, and I felt little. <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking taller than me. Was it? Oh yeah, like, still Everyone's are. taller than me. Everyone's taller than him. Uh, Ian's still waiting for his growth spurt. Yeah, Michael, it's Michael Ironside. Everyone, we all know him as guy from Total Recall. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who gets his arms? He's brutally gonna... ripped from his body. Yeah. And what actually Total Recall? Can we just stay on that for a bit? No. The greatest, the greatest <laughs> no. scene from Total Recall. Yeah, yeah, you go. Anybody? On. Uh, well, I want to hear only it one from good you. Answer. I want to hear it from you. When they see him at the at the like I guess customs. When he's the woman. When he's the woman. Okay, good. It's Quaid. Good choice. I personally, personally for me, I like the whole sequence where the therapist comes, the psychologist comes mm. in to try and convince him he's in a dream. Yeah. Uh, and he sweats. That that literally makes you sweat as well watching that scene because it's so intense and you're like yeah, oh my god and Sharon Stone's in the movie yeah so, but I have hmm. I have two words for you S- two C- weeks yeah two weeks. <laughs> two weeks but Michael Ironside he appears in one scene in this movie in his second build but did you guys know that according to the his name on IMDb he is a lieutenant Hit that by again uh, did uh, you say that. <laughs> the subtitle said, "If you hit that buy again, B U Y instead of boy." Um, but uh, according to the thing, he's a lieutenant colonel. So he's uh, because he used to be in the military. The guy says the son stepson says that. Mm. So he has he had the position that Major Payne wanted. But this is not in the movie. This is just his 
characters by like a uh, name in the in the credits okay. and IMDb. So I don't know what that adds, but it adds some nuance. Yeah. Like Ooh. maybe well, this guy didn't... got chewed out like he did in the past because it kind of shows you that the military in this universe and maybe in the real world they will just use you and throw you away it and really, then pick you back up it, again. It doesn't display the military in a nice light. Which yeah. I but the military love love this movie. It's interesting, hey? It is. Like, I think it's an interesting dichotomy that they're playing with. Mm. It, a normal... Think about this. A the kid's movie... The proud of the assholes they are. The kids' movies wouldn't do this. Normal no. kids' movies, even back then, this is really going against certain kind of things, making statements... This whole scene with Michael Ironside, how intense is that scene? Like, it's, it's the turning point for this movie. One of many, mm. but uh, other than other than Major Pain, you 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 liked uh, you said Tiger. Mm-hmm. His what what about you, Bartek? I quite liked Stephen Martini because he had a really distinguishable character arc. He did. Mm. He was a nineties was it dickhead? Was who it became... too obvious though? I don't. Was think it so. just like so played out and just like here's the the yeah. he's late. He's already pointed out from his He's first wearing a tie-dye entrance, shirt. He's already the outcast. He's already the guy that has the most change. Of and course he it's going to happen. It. Exactly. And he nailed it's, it. What's he, the, uh, he it's became very much the... There's a similar character. It's a similar movie. Venom. But with baseball. Basketball? No. <laughs> um, is it the one with Rick Moranis? Angels in the Outfield. I feel no. like it is like a sport. No, no. Is it the a, one with Ed O'Neill? It's very much like a lot of the nineties. It's like a sports, movies. like a sports. The Sandlot kids. Yeah. Uh, Wait, no. is Charlie Sheen? Is Little Big League? That's probably the one. I'm uh, I said the Sandlot. There's kids. a lot of like baseball. There's a couple of baseball movies like that. There's a Big League. Maybe. Uh-huh. I can't. I don't know. Do you remember that movie? Anyway. Do you remember that movie with Ben Stiller at the fat kids camp trying to make kids lose uh, weight? Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to cover that on the show. People have forgotten that movie. It, and it's ben called Stiller, Fat Camp, I think. And Ben Stiller playing his character from Dodgeball, but like ten years earlier, and he's super fit. <laughs> so, totally different. Yeah. Uh Dodgeball. W H I T. But um. A. Yeah. Second time this episode. <laughs> what about you, Ian? You're, you're hesitant. I am, Major Payne. I've actually been thinking really hard about what characters I actually like in this movie. Well, we have William <laughs> Hickey as Dr. Williams, the principal who's into bugs. Yeah, I he's pretty like great. Him if he, oh, he's such a Heathcote. great character actor. The lack of did the deaf necessity. guy did the deaf guy ever say anything that you didn't like? Yeah, exactly. So, so wait, am I picking one that I like or one that I didn't not <laughs> I like? Think, yeah, I think he might have like one line in it. Yeah, he said, and I don't think it's even him. I it's think it's so ADI. Sure. Look, Tiger's not bad because he's he's got that very human element, relatable mm. element. That's so. And raven. his reaction shots. Yeah, that's so Raven. <laughs> um, what about her? But, no, I don't like her. What's wrong with she's her? All, she's There's nothing all, wrong I, with her. She just doesn't really do it. She's very, she made me feel a things lot of when the, I was younger. The problem I have Amazing. really. Still does. She's, she's uh, very, very hot. Um, she's very emotional. Uh, the problem I have with the characters in this movie, a lot of them are just kind of very... Tropey. Cliche, yeah, very tropey, cliche kind of... That's the 90s, though. It was 1995, Ian. Yeah, and it's not... Give it a break. It's, it's not trying to be a fucking no. Oscar-nominated movie. It's just... Even though I think he should have got a nomination for his performance. Yeah, it really is a character MTV film. Movie Awards. The main character. It's a character yeah. film, yeah. But as a film, this is just... It's doing whatever other film at the time was doing. And I think uh, that's probably why it was kind of overlooked. Because it is just, you know, it's a lot of... Cle- it, like we said, it's like a lot of the sport movies that came out at the time. Uh, it's yeah. it's a ragtag group of 
misfits who get pulled together to yeah, know, which is still a, an element of film today. But yeah, it's at a, this point in time, a lot of films were very. Similar but you could break down any film into the basic elements, and every film's a western. But uh, you know, sure, <laughs> that's a film thing. Every film's a western if you break them down I to like their to basic think, elements. I like to think every every film was a love story. No. <laughs> Western. Apparently no. Well, Western. Um, um yeah, it's it's at the t- at this time there was a lot of films like this. But it's about the execution. That were family movies, like a lot of them were a group of kids. Yeah. You know, ragtag but then together. You, but you know, I don't think we should discredit that because you could also say the same about any good movie. You could go all those Disney Renaissance movies, they're all the same. They are. So they're all bad. By that logic, if we want to go I there. I never said it was bad. You ha- you've you given the <laughs> indication it's a bad movie throughout I, this all. That's because it's true. But Why? <laughs> um, because it doesn't do, in my opinion, enough on top of the building blocks of filmmaking. Which are? Which are build memorable um, characters who are relatable towards a story that, you know, achieves something to make the audience feel. It doesn't do enough different as well. Yes, like you said, a lot of films do have very similar elements, but the ones that do it well are the ones that build upon those elements. Okay. And this is very surface level. I want to ask you... The characters you, are very flat. I want to ask you, what is a film like this that is good? That is good? Yeah. Well, you're, you're testing me. Because, because I... Because I don't like a lot of them. Parent yeah. Trap. <laughs> That's not a film like this. <laughs> We've done The Parent Trap, by the way. <laughs> With Lindsay Lohan. What'd you give it? Like, good review? Oh, it was fantastic. Well, it's this show. We always we talk about them like the best. Did you know the mother in The Parent Trap was the wife of Liam Neeson? Really? Yeah. And the she's, one she she's, died. She died. Yeah. We discovered that in the episode. I didn't know that. But her sister has gone on I to be an actress, uh, Jolly Richardson, who was recently in a movie we did. Uh, I can't remember which one. Was she? Oh, 101 Dalmatians. She was the, uh, the girl. It always makes me sad when I watch Love Actually because his story in that is, is very similar is, to his real is life story. His real life story, man. But yeah, I don't know. I I honestly think what you're saying I understand, but it's just like one of these things where I feel like the film does do enough in terms of elevating this material by the central performance, the themes, the filmmaking, and the so... execution of the overall plot and character of him because I haven't seen a character like him in a movie like this. Definitely in terms of characters that are not one dimensional, he's the only one. But it's called Major Pain, <laughs> so that's it's yeah, a character but movie. Just having one character that changes doesn't necessarily save the movie and I think I don't that's know. the I reason think... for a lot of the reviews. But I think there are so many movies where it's solely relying on one character, yet there's many American Psycho being one, you only have to rely on Christian Bale's performance in that. I mean, the story's interesting, but that movie's but, also extremely different to almost any. But other it's a movie. but it's a character-driven movie, and it's not that different because we recently covered a movie called Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage, and it has pretty much it. the exact same story. Yeah. Yes, very similar. But it came out 12 years before and three years before the book. So if anything, American Psychos like Vampire's Kiss. Um, have you read the American Psycho novel? I have. Yeah, what do you think? It's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like... It's very different to the movie. It's like even. reading Lolita. 
where Lolita is one of those ones where you feel very uncomfortable being in the mind of what is basically a pedophile. And that movie in the yeah. book is very uncomfortable being in this 1980s psychopath's yeah, brain. You like American Psycho is known for its like craziness of what he does to these people. The book's like even more. Oh yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> sex and the, the sexism's even more. Like, the sexism. Everything's ramped up in the book. But I'm saying like in terms of movies that rely on one character to drive the plot because if you really want to go there American Psycho has basically just your average slasher plot but it's the execution as well as the character. You could say the same for Nightcrawler, where it's only really driven by Jake Gyllenhaal's performance and Riz Ahmed, I'll give him some props because he was good in that too. But like, this is a movie where it's cold major pain, it's focusing on the central performance. There's many movies like this. There's the movie Patton, which is relying on it, George C. Scott's very, performance. That's, but that's my thing, is like, it is very standard. It's not necessarily, look, it's not necessarily, it's not the worst movie ever, is it? It's not. I think it's pretty great. It's, it's, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I would say look, unappreciated it's just, masterpiece. It's just very stock standard in my eyes. It's very cookie cutter, you could say. Like, it's a product of the times, which I'm not going to hold against it. It there's plenty worse that came out at the time. But aren't there those movies that are those standard cookie cutter movies that you still like? Yeah. This but why are they liked? <laughs> if I, they still meet this standard. I think... It's nostalgia. If, if, I think a lot of it for you guys, obviously, is nostalgia. For me, because I didn't see it when I was a kid, it's a lot harder for me to like it. Mm. And that's just because but I didn't, you didn't see it like as a it kid. you didn't like it as a kid, the bits you saw. I did, I, look, to be well, honest, I didn't, I didn't see it enough. If I had have seen the entirety of the movie as a kid, then maybe I would have liked it more. Mm. Um... But as an adult watching it, um, it's 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 difficult. A lot of, like, but, isn't... but even that, like we said, a lot of the comedy is for adults, and I still didn't really necessarily find it that funny. <sighs> the engine that could. <laughs> Apart from that, <laughs> that was good. The finger breaking. Fing- no. When he shot the boogeyman. I just. You that know was what? Pretty good. I, I <laughs> love that part. Actually, that was good, I was yeah. thinking about it. Just that yeah. might be my favorite part. <laughs> it's it's adult comedy now. But back then, kids were a bit more rugged. Yeah. I remember... We, like, we were tough. Yeah. And so the comedy <laughs> then was kids' comedy. Yeah. But, like, you could say, like, breaking a finger and a kid would find that funny because, like, it's a callback to the first joke where it was dark and actually yeah. violent. And then it happens to the kid and you're like, oh, my God, that's, like, sort of scary. And it forms him as a scary character for the kid. So you can relate to the kids... Mm. being scared of this major pain who's going to be their be-all and end-all, who then changes, changes them, they respect him. It's a redemption story. Yeah. Now, when, I'll ask you, when you were a kid, were you scared of major pain? Because I never was. I always found a him... Little. I, I always... I loved him. I thought he was the... I thought, let him keep doing what he's doing. These kids are dicks. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love the performance. I, from when I was a small kid to now, I've always focused on performances in movies. And uh, his performance is magnetic. It's electric. And I honestly do believe if, if it wasn't for the fact that the Academy looked down on comedic performances and performances in kids' media, he honestly could have got a nomination because it is such a strong yeah. leading man performance in this film. It's like I've often said John Goodman should have gotten Oscar nominated for uh, Big Lebowski, but he never did because it was a comedic performance. 
Only a few do, like Kevin Klein one for Fishbowl like, Wonder. But yeah. and those are still adult comedy movies, but you never get any kind of recognition it's for these often. types. Well, I think the performance, he really went out and yeah. did did it a hundred and ten percent. And I think everyone who's seen this movie remembers it because of his performance. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's why I'm like, you know, I can understand the cookie cutter plot and the standard elements, but it's the execution of his performance and his he's, character he's, that elevates it to I'd something like, beyond. I'd like to meet someone who remembers this film but doesn't remember Major Pain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, I really remembered you Steve know, Martini. You, you know, when I typed in, I was looking at it in Google, and one of the like uh, questions that comes up, you know, Google questions, was, uh, what's the main character's name in Major Pain? Jesus, um, and the that's a joke. I guess if it's the full name, the actual reply was like, Benson Winifred Major Pain was released at this stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love the that. The second result is a YouTube video of Ollie just giving the full name. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's his fingers. YouTube ten hour, channel. ten hour loop. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. I love this whole little dream sequence. And now, how I love the look she gives when he falls in the, the, pool. the How could you? Yeah. <laughs> like, you did it again. <laughs> I guess it's Saturday. And I love, no, I love his reaction. Like, what? What could I do? He just came out of nowhere like that. What could I do about it? And then the laughing. The laughing that goes on for Like, look at the little kid's laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just keeps going as well. It's so uncomfortable. How long this goes on for. It's still- I also love how this backyard's right next to the railroads. <laughs> well, yeah, but I love when you saw the house before that. It was this dilapidated, terrible-looking house. Yeah. And he sees it as... Uh, Oh, he sees the diamond in the rough. It's a metaphor for the kids. He always, it's a metaphor for this movie. He, it is a diamond in the rough, yeah. I, Yeah, I don't know. It's one of these things. So, Bartek, you think your favourite scene was him shooting the boogeyman? I remember really loving that scene when I watched it the first time, you and know, I still love it. I was kind of horrified, because still... I was like, what if there was a kid in there playing a prank? Well, yeah. he ain't no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I've said this a few times, but also one of the reasons why we don't have kids' movies like this... It's going to get dark, I'm going to say it. One of the reasons we don't have <laughs> movies like this, and we've covered many movies that have happened in the same year that were failures, 9-11 uh, really changed the, sca- uh, the, 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 the face of cinema in this regard. Like, him shooting a gun, a real gun in a school, as well post like 9-11 and Columbine and all this kind of stuff in America... This is those are the reasons why we don't have this, especially you know him being a, a proud military man overall. Usually now, when we look at military guys in movies, they're not in the positive light necessarily. Yeah, it's definitely become. Yeah, it's interesting right. how it's those less and less big events light. in the world can affect the world of movies, like. Let's not forget, uh, Zoolander was a big flop because it came out so soon after 9-11. If Roger Ebert reviewed this film after 9-11... That was one of the biggest controversies. Roger Ebert reviewed um, Zoolander and gave a negative review because it was in poor taste due to the recent events. And it's like, that's not the movie's fault. That's alright, Donnie Darko came out with a plane crash. And that failed too. Yeah, That failed too. It... It, As did many other movies. Was uh, too com- that them. was a graveyard for comedies as well because no one wanted them. Yeah, and it's like, a, and I think it really did. And that's that. why Master of Disguise failed. That is. <laughs> that's that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's but the that's, reason. that's why. <laughs> Can't wait to cover it on the show. Did you know about that in Master of Disguise? The trivia point about so 
when they were filming... Mine 11 happened while they were filming the Turtle Club scene, so... Oh, oof. really? So they had, like, that quiet moment of set, and... What's his name, the actor? Drew... Dana Carvey. Dana, Dana Carvey, Carvey was dressed up in that, you know, big turtle outfit. He was bald. Oh, God. So and he had to crying grieve, and stuff. He had to grieve like that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think... I guess he wasn't totally enough for the Turtle Club. <laughs> there you go. But I think stuff like that, these big events also change how we look at these movies now, because... We do have that thing where it's like, ooh, he's using a real gun, ooh, a real grenade, like, ooh, all this stuff. I think the world has changed so much. Like, we're saying the movie makers are taking kids' needs too sensitively in films. We don't see these edgier, kind of more raw, adult, darker kids' movies as often as we would back then. This was the stock standard, like you were saying. Yeah. But I miss this. I miss this. I don't... I want to say, I don't think it's 9-11... For the soldiers, because I feel like, like, pride and like national. Oh no, the Iraq War though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, people respected the military more after nine eleven because they thought they were protecting. Yeah, that's them. true. I think it's the school shooting. I think it's the yeah. the gun violence in and America. The disillusion of the Iraq War. Well, yeah, I don't think people took that into account, especially America. But like, it's yeah. only really come into light in the like last few years. I would like, say maybe like the last decade. I would say last that... decade or more. When George Bush was still in office, people were getting real disillusioned with that whole Americana patriotism. In this film, did they ever... Because they mentioned one of the conflicts at this late part of the film is that he... America needs you to go to this country and... Bosnia. Bosnia, deal a thing. <laughs> did he tell them that he wasn't going? Is that what you're going to ask? Well, do, do, do we ever get a... Do we ever get information about how that all turned out? No. Because the real important mission was seeing them win the trophy. Yeah. And clearly, at the end of the film, there's a time skip and America's still intact. It's three months later, and he he refers to the woman as, as the kid's mum, which yeah. is interesting. One, one of well, the, they might have adopted him. One of the possibilities but in I three thought months, was... they moved that quick into their relationship. One of the possibilities that I thought was he would go deal with the situation, then come to the military thing to show, like, yeah, Oh, I really? I just thought like it might be a gag or something, but no, they didn't go with that. No, the thing is that good. Goes over <laughs> because he's meant to go to Washington, then Bosnia, and yeah. if he can get to Washington, Bosnia, and back in a day. <laughs> boy. No, like, and we're all laughing. No, no, it's like, right? boy. In a, mor- in a morning, in a morning, <laughs> he does it all in one morning because he catches the train in the morning. Takes the train to, be to back. Bosnia. Just one of those fast forward sequences. Runs across the water, <laughs> shoots some people, and runs back. Ta da! Um. With talking about Damon Wayans a lot, uh, are we, uh, you know, what what do we feel about the Wayans in general? Because nowadays they kind of have this like they fizzled a bit. They have this kind of people scoff and go, oh, they're those guys who do those those movies, you know, like yeah, Fifty like, Shades of Black. Yes. Yeah, if you have, and Little Man, if you L- have, little, there isn't little, it's just little, little, <laughs> little. I think if you have a strength. You play to it. They know their strengths. They make money off what they do well. Do they make more money? <laughs> more money, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it interesting. He was the most popular one. Damon Wayans. Mm. And after My Wife and Kids, he just um, said, that's it. I'm done. I've getting, done what I need. old. Yeah, but still being an older black comedian or an older comedian, you can still have a talent, especially when you've got one of the biggest shows on TV. I find it interesting that he really has retired. 
I don't think I wouldn't call My Wife and Kids one of the biggest shows on TV. It at had the time, like a six thirty time slot, and then moved straight to like and it had like and then ten seasons. Yeah, I think but they never did in prime it, time. They, I think they did a in comeback America, season as well. But in America, we're, we're saying this as Australians. But in America... Yeah. And not part of a big dynasty. And not part of a big dynasty. But it was a big show. One of the most popular in the early 2000s. Where sitcoms were like going think, past that golden age yeah. where Seinfeld had finished. And you had shows like Will and Grace were the big things. And Friends was finishing. Yeah. So, yeah, you know... It was it was definitely one of the more popular shows. Um, yeah, I think the problem is, and unfortunately for them, is I think that their comedy didn't keep up with comedy changing. Like, oh yeah, their, their comedy is now still nineties. <laughs> yeah, and it just doesn't age well. Uh, yeah, it does. It hasn't kept up with what comedy is now. Which I think maybe Damon realized. Because I think maybe he he, did, yeah. he stopped after my wife and kids, which was ten or ten or so years ago now when that finished, and he has only twenty six things to his acting credit, which is relatively small for someone who's quite well known. I don't know, I knew him pretty well, Bartek. I imagine you probably didn't know Damon Wayne's. I wasn't as familiar with the whole Wayne's family thing. I definitely seen White Chicks, um, before. comedy classic. Um, but it was only like way down the line that I'd heard about, you know, the Wayne's family. Like, oh, that was a Wayne's film. So. Yeah. And th- and then yeah, I heard all of the like more recent ones get trash for being those kind of films. So when I did hear that, oh, this is an earlier Wayne's film, I did think like, oh, is is that why it wasn't popular? But no, I I watched and I realized, oh, they actually were, you know, more. I guess, more popular earlier on. Yeah. I mean, Damon Wayans is actually on TV now. He's in the Lethal Weapon TV show that they're doing. Yeah, true. Ugh. Apparently, it's well-received, so... I forgot that was even happening. I didn't know. <laughs> it's been on I for, saw... like, two, three seasons, so... I don't think it does that well. Um, but the funny thing is, when I saw originally when that was coming out, is I went, oh, Damon Wayans, that'll be really good. And I saw the other guy who's playing essentially Mel Gibson's character. And it's and Mel I was Gibson. Like, and and I was weird. like, that guy is not as good. <laughs> <laughs> who would you have paired up? Oh, God what? knows who. But like, Steve it's, Martin. It's, it's hard when you, when, Steve you put, Martini. when you put someone Steven that Martini. once had such a... Like, he was, like you said, really well known. And then you put him in a TV show with a nobody. It's kind of like... Um, Look who's back. It's hard because oh, people, it, people that remember him go, he's too good for this. But the people nowadays are going, who the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, that happens with a lot of American sitcoms where they yeah. get a big name. I mean, yeah, his think, the was a crowd. I mean, we, we think about like a show like Community, where most of those people, for most people, didn't know who any of them were except for Chevy Chase. Yeah. And you could have said, well, why is Chevy Chase in this low, you know, he deserves bigger stars next to him. But when you actually think about it, maybe, I don't know who that guy in Lethal Weapon, I, I haven't looked, but I'm sure if you look him up, he's probably done, been around doing the rounds I'm sure he's done things they wouldn't just throw him in from the street sometimes they do some of the difference is that um, Damon Wayans is a comedy legend community did well yeah (laughs) oh yeah but I'm saying like the Lethal Weapon show is doing consistently well considering it's still running is it? Yeah, it's got like it's coming up to its third season, I think. Hey, Supernatural is still running yes, yeah (laughs) that means it is successful in some regards doesn't mean it's good that's like saying Harvey Weinstein's good. He's successful. But Topical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dig yourself out of that one. <laughs> I don't know. 
it's one of these things where it's just like, well, it must have some success, meaning some yeah. quality in it. There's a, there's an audience there for sure. Yeah, exactly. And maybe we're not it. I, I mean, have you checked it out? I unfortunately have seen some of it, and it's not good. Uh, I don't know. Damon Wayans is in it. So <laughs> Damon Wayans is gonna be good. He is a blind boy, and he's blind seeing eye dog. He's German oh, want the blind dog. <laughs> <laughs> See, he can remember now, but earlier he was like, he's deaf. And we're like, no, the blind kid at the end. Come on. Ace Adventure. I'll be honest. You know what I forgot? I forgot he had the teeth. Really? So you noticed his tiny patch no, 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 of facial saying, hair. No, I said <laughs> when I first watched this last night, it's been like 10 years, I forgot that he had the metal teeth, the gold teeth. And when I watched it last night, I noticed for the first time he had the patch under his chin. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I just never noticed it. I never remembered it as a kid as something like you were all the scars on his face. Mm. I never remembered those. I just remembered his outfits and the his hat, moustache. The hat really... Yeah. Sticks out to me. Oh no, here it comes. I hate this wipe. <laughs> Ugh, it's, it's not a wipe, a it's a spin. <laughs> it's a sp- but he did it to the dog too. A poor German shepherd. Too bad we don't the, like the Germans. End the film, Ryan? With maniacal laughter where he goes through every single laugh he has. This, just this sequence alone <laughs> Oscar? screams Nickelodeon to me for some reason. Nah, nah. It, right? Like extreme it. close-up it with screams, corny, crappy laughter joke too. No, black. no, no. The laughter is insane and it still goes through the credits. That's the best. Like, it's absolutely insane laughter. Not like kooky, crazy, ha-ha. It's like, oh, no, no, he's demented. Yeah, I, I don't understand I, the the billing in these credits. They're just so random. alphabetical, random, right? Alphabetical. Are they? Oh, the the character names? Uh, maybe. No, the, none of this no, is alphabetical. No. No, I don't know. It's not but the movie like has... the biker was is third. Is it build. in order of appearance? No, no, because no, no, no. the biker was third build. Um, yeah, and his name was Bam. It's literally random. Bam Bam. <laughs> was well, the movie has unfortunately ended, which <laughs> is a real tragedy. This movie had so many things going for it. We've debated. We've talked about the nuances. I and Bartek and myself noticed lots of things that were in the movie, which is good because they're put there for a reason. Um, I think it's time for us to give our reviews and ratings. Mm-hmm. Bartek, I'd love to hear from you first. I thought that this film was great. I thought that you know, even if it did play to a formula that we've seen before, it nailed it well. I like that they had a crazy character that you know did go through a change and did change others. But the change didn't really alter Him. who he was mm. at the central core, which it's a bit redundant, but let's go with it. Um, <laughs> since we have four people, I'll just I'll just stop it right there. I noticed that in the um, in the dance sequence there, the subtitles were they indicated they were singing by having like a little uh, pound symbol, yep. which we also call a hashtag. And at one point they said. Uh, <laughs> Pound symbol Go Tiger. So I give this film a hashtag Go Tiger <laughs> out of a stupid snowflake bitch. If you check now, that's that's trending. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Go Tiger. And, tiger. and Tiger Woods is like, what? Kids <laughs> saw my name. I'm back. <laughs> He's back. He's been back the whole time. Ian, what about you? Um, look, it's it does it does what it does, and it doesn't necessarily do it the worst in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be too harsh on it. You are though. Please, Ian. I'm harsh on it, but I'm not. Look, I think I'm being generous when I say I give it a solid um, two out of three wanes. Which well, wanes though? Exactly. 
It's there's, up to interpretation. There's, interpretation. Like, there's like 15 of them, too. Yeah, but only three. <laughs> only three matter. Well, this yeah. film did have two Wayans, well, so... I do love the fact that Damon Wayans Jr. has an acting career. Yeah. He's the guy in New Girl, the only interesting character. One of the best things about the Wayans is they just keep coming. No, it is actually one of those things where it's like, the more of them that you get, it's actually like, good, good, even if they last like five years. It's like, at least with... Uh, uh, I want to say Marlon, he was in Requiem for a Dream and he showed that he could act. And you're yeah. like, oh, I didn't know that they could do serious acting. I didn't know they could talk. All right, next one up. I, like I said, I love this movie. I suggested it. This is my suggestion. And I'm sorry slash welcome for this suggestion. <laughs> no need to be sorry. I thank um, you. I but thank you. I'm going to give it seven turd sandwiches <laughs> out of 11. It's a lot of turd. In oh, movie. wow. Yeah. So, up to me now. If well, we do the fractions, I think Ian gave it a higher score than you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Ian loved this movie. <laughs> Hashtag Ian loves movies. Hashtag it. So, uh, this movie really struck a chord with me as a kid. And growing up, watching it again, it really struck a chord in a different way. But I still had those, you know, those, those, those ones from the past dredging up. But here's the thing. I realized when watching this movie last night, there were so many things I had forgotten, and it made me feel really sad. I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but there are those movies that you held really dear to your heart as a kid, or growing up, or even when you were a teen, and then they just kind of fade away, and you... That's self-respect. No, I Mine think... left a long time ago. <laughs> don't you ever feel sad? Don't you ever feel sad when the... And then you rewatch them and you're like, why did I ever let this one fade away? Uh, I should have had this I one more in my life. I think that's more of a happy thing because there are so many things that you would look at in life and go, wow, I wish I could experience that for the first time again. And that's see, not me, I get, quite I get the more, same thing. See, but... I get more sad because I love... I'm very proud of how much I can remember about all these things. And when I watched this, I did have this twinge of sadness of going, I'm getting old. I haven't watched this in so long, and I don't know why. This movie grows on you. It's a grower. Not a show. <laughs> it shows you how good it is, Ian. If I had to give this movie a rating, which is really hard, because there's so many references we could make to the movie itself... But if I had to give this uh, movie uh, uh, the proper rating it really does d- deserve, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to grab my gun out for this one, guys. I'm going to have to walk into the other room and shoot the cupboard because there is a boogeyman in there that's saying <laughs> that this film isn't good. So I give this killing the boogeyman out of pride. There you go. <laughs> Kill the boogeyman out of pride. Now, Bartok has amassed from, uh, amassed from the internet, IMDb, specifically, some uh, reviews. Yes, We're going to read one, except for myself. I have something in mind. Yeah, the mystery Ryan. The mystery box starring <laughs> Ryan reading oh, something. Oh, dude, just shit. We're doing an episode. We haven't watched the film. <laughs> All right. So the first review I found, I'll read the longest one. Great. It is called... Awful on every level. Ian. (laughs) It is from the 2nd of September 2003, and there is no rating. Typical Ian. (laughs) Typical, typical, typical. My friend and I were flicking through the channels on the TV when this popped up. For for a while, we simply sat there in open-mouthed disbelief. What was this film about? Why did one of the kids, in brackets, look about 30? 
<laughs> Just what in this amazing and expanding universe had we come across? So, somehow... This person already sounds super high. Yeah. Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Don't and do that, that actually did throw me off Like when I watched this movie. It's like, why are they all such drastically... One of the kids is like three, and then one of them's like 23. It's because they're all amassed from all different year levels. One of them looks like, he, yeah, they should not be in school. Yeah. It's weird because the actor was only 20. So. Really? It's, yeah. it's actually it's... an orphanage. I just solved, I just solved the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it. they do, they do, was 20. They do yeah. accept orphans. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see, where was I? Somehow the relentless awfulness of this film sucked us in. We were like deer trapped in the headlights. As the film got progressive worse, we became increasingly captivated by its cinematic campaign of shock and awe. How could anyone make a film so bad? Films are expensive. Somebody paid, somebody paid for this. The money could have been better spent on a hospital for the treatment of anyone who found any of this dirge remotely funny. <laughs> oh, God. Yet we were trapped. We had to watch this to the bitter end, even though we knew exactly how it was going to end. This rag-tag bunch of no-hopers were going to end up on top and what was... And what was going to help M get there? Why, why hip-hop, of course. <laughs> yes, this is one of those films written by old white guys. No, it's they were black. Even. No, Ryan, this is one of those films written by old white guys who think that the way to tap into the youth market is to feature scenes in which black characters learn through the medium of dance and rap. It was the early 90s when hip-hop was really popular, you fuck. Ian, you come know, on. You know. You were there. <laughs> Mid-90s. <laughs> you, you when know. it was written. <laughs> you know, the usual movie cliches. Black Street Kid. He- oh, sorry, this is... Um, when was there Black Street Kid? No, no, just to be clear, this is them, like, saying character, hi- uh, colon, and then dialogue. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Black Street Kid. Hamlet sucks. Teacher. Hey, kids, why not set the story to rap music? Oh, oh, this is 30 Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Street Kid, yo, Hamlet's cool. In this movie, the kids perform their drill routine to some funky music and incorporate a sort of kicking move, which is more <laughs> reminiscent of the, the kind of dancing dads do at the weddings than hip street dance. Watch out for the extra badly... I <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Watch out for the extra badly dancing in the... And for some reason, they start a new paragraph, but I don't finish the sentence. <laughs> finished it. Uh, <laughs> just, that's that's running out of energy. No, no, the sentence continues. Because in the new paragraph. Watch out for the extras dancing badly in the new paragraph background. Apart from the extras dancing badly in the club scene, it's the only thing in the movie that is actually funny. Though not deliberately funny. Because you wrote this They've tapped into my brain. Though not deliberately funny, of course. When the mo- when the movie was over, I turned to my friend and said, Did I really just watch that? Or was I hallucinating? Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, this film is re- this film really was made. I will never understand why. That's a beautiful review. Thank you very much, Bartek, for, yeah. for enlightening me to right. that review because I never, I never would have read that. 
But it's okay. Oh, I would have gotten halfway Ian's through and just given gone, the nah. responsibility of greeding one of them. This Tell could, us. This could go badly. It's okay. Use your I wrote and... the last one, so this is what I'm reading. <laughs> this is written by me, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm guessing that's the title of it because it's, oh, it's yeah, the, in the, bold. The, the bold and underlined is titled yep. when it came out in the rating. Okay, well, it's Damon Wayne's is Da Bomb! Exclamation <laughs> marks. There's like 20 exclamation yeah, marks. Yeah, I was meant to count them. I forgot how many. <laughs> that's exactly how many they put. Um, 18th of May, 2002. So, you know. Right after 9 Right after, just before 9 <laughs> 2002! Uh, <laughs> right before! 9 was 2001, Ian. Fuck! You know, it's all just a distant blur to me. We're all kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's I high job, yeah. vaguely remember it. Alright. <clears throat> wow. Major Pain is one of the funniest movies in the, in the Hollywood community. I thought that Damon Wayne delivered a knockout performance as the loudmouth, gold-toothed, trash-talking, squeaky-voiced Major Benson Winifred Payne. <laughs> He was so funny that I nearly had a heart attack while laughing Jesus at the same time. Christ. Maybe this person's high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> After a major drug bust goes extremely well in South America, Major Payne, in brackets Damon Wayne's, returns to Paris Island, South Carolina, and finds out that the US Marine Corps is throwing him out the military throwing him out of the military back into civilian life. This is just a synopsis of the film. This isn't a review. They've missed so much. (laughs) (laughs) The breaking finger moment. Hang on. After two weeks of civilian life, Payne is let back into the military under one condition. Go to Virginia and train a group of delinquents for ROTC. Delinquents? They they forgot that he assaulted a civilian. (laughs) Delinquents, they're called. Yeah, delinquents for a rock program at Madison Academy. Payne mm-hmm. regretfully accepts the They're job. They're not at Madison Academy. Oh, yeah, no, they no, they are. They are. Yeah, yeah. Payne regretfully accepts the job and puts each of the boys into eight weeks of living hell, exclamation mark. <laughs> it's got real life exclamation marks. Yeah. It becomes a fight because the boys do what they can to put Major Payne out of their lives, exclamation mark. Damon Wayne's in brackets, my wife and kids, comma... Yeah. Blank Man. Yeah, Blank, blank man. man. One of the first black superhero movies, yeah. Yeah, never seen it. I it's don't actually, plan to. It's actually really good. Don't you should check it out. It. Is this really good? This movie we just saw, Major Pain? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So Blank Man's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. <laughs> anyway, David Wade stars in a hilarious raunchy teen comedy that will leave you. <laughs> there we go. There See, we go. We <laughs> were judging it wrong. We were saying family or kids. Yeah. It's a raunchy, raunchy teen, teen comedy. comedy. It's like yeah. American Pie. With delinquents. We were way it has, off. It has a cast member from American Pie, so yeah. <laughs> It was about, I reckon it was about 10 years off showing boobs. Yeah. Like porkies. Uh, that will leave you breathless by the end because you'll be laughing your A dollar sign dollar sign off. <laughs> exclamation money, mark. Money. Trust money. me. Exclamation mark. Five exclamation marks. You should be yelling marks. all of this. And then in capitals, <laughs> exclamation mark. A lot of this. <laughs> and if we scroll to the next page, there's oh. the last review. All right. I'm not familiar with this kind of technology. That's fine. You press computers. down and it scrolls down. He's got a computer. What Pass is this? it this to is the last one. Oh, Pass oh, it to our oh. legend. Thank you, sir. Okay. Oh, this is already This is already going to a very, very... Solid start. Tell us. <laughs> it's uh, The title is Pain in the... Dot, 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 dot. I'm going to say it was meant to be a dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> a dollar sign, dollar sign. Uh, It's 27th of December, 2002, so just before 9-11. <laughs> and it gave it no rating. So... Wait, do without... you, say, do you say 27th of September? December. December, okay. Just before 9-11, Bartek. <laughs> just before September 11th. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. <clears throat> I don't know who I'm more disappointed in, the critics or the regular movie-going public. 
You people laughed at this crap? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. This is one of the more juvenile and migraine-inspiring comedies of all time. I believe it said migraine? Migraine. <laughs> yes. It says or migraine or something? Migraine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no accents, but I mean, it's copy-paste. Yeah. Uh, firing shots into a closet to kill a boogeyman? Question mark, question mark, question mark. A goofy voice makes you funny? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Shaving a blind boy and his seeing eye dog? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, and the knee slapper no empty screenplay would be without... <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Farts. Four exclamation marks. There's one. Wee! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I'm definitely reading with this with the sarcasm it was intended. I must be a cynic, I guess, if I'm not laughing from any of those ingenious moments. I had to save this one for last, though. The blatant, so cutesy, it's puke-inducing, stripes... Rip, where the kids dance in unison as they bark military jargon. I didn't laugh when Bill Murray and Co. did it. And I rolled my eyes and gave this one an... Oh, please! As well. Here, look how hard we try to be cool and smooth by bouncing around, straying from the formalities of a serious system to force some laughs from the crowd. And I swear to you, I called it when I barked. And watch way and smile when they're through. And sure enough... His mouth slants in pride of his boys. It's a weird smile, though. So Please, that's just... Lord, make it stop. Okay. It did, including any horrific signal of the apocalypse with the avoiding of a sequel. <laughs> wow. Jesus. They were still waiting for a sequel in 2002. Yeah. Ugh. Still could come. Ugh. But so predictable, he so... smiled. <laughs> Before we I'm going to guess that Damon Wayans, in his acting job in the titular role of this film... Show some emotion. So, boys. Any sort of emotion. I have an email. We finally got an email. Oh. Oh, my God. But before that, you guys, Shake and Not Nerd. Yes. How do people contact or find you guys? Uh, they can give us a call. Ian, what's your mobile number? <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. Fuck you. Fake stream. <laughs> um, no, we are on all the relevant social media platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, Pods, Bean. Bean. What's your all Twitter handle? Just uh, at shaken, shaken not nerd, all one word. Oh, yeah. good. Is that just Twitter? Yeah. Is that not that's shaken Twitter. underscore not underscore nerd? No, that's uh, Instagram. Pod? That's Instagram. Oh, we have Instagram. We yeah. haven't even bothered with yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Do we you have a MySpace? Have... We we don't. We well, you haven't, you haven't got on on all. We of them. Sh- all the relevant. So <laughs> guys, please, I, I have please. a really relevant email. Our first ever email that we've gotten in the three years of doing this. Wow. Mm. Um, it is from a Mrs. Vivian Norman. Oh, she owes me money. Good. Yeah. Oh, that bit. No. Vivian Norman, if you're out there listening, pay up. <clears throat> its subject, its title is called uh, My Dear, I Need Your Help, Please. Please tell me this is a what? scam email. Please. Is this someone's mum? Is this. Is this. This is completely irrelevant, isn't it? Are I'm calling this ask? now. I have no idea, but I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Okay. Because it might be for me. I don't know. <laughs> My dear, please, I need your help. Uh, let's place bets now. I've got like uh, like an infinite amount of invisible fake money that they ask for oh, money good. at the end of this. I'm going to say <laughs> asylum. Seeking asylum. Seeking asylum. Okay, thinks it's legitimately for him. <laughs> Not me. No, oh, like, yeah. I, like I, said it, I said it could be. No, because it's open with, <laughs> My dear, please help me. <laughs> I could be that. Why does he think Look it's at him, him? though. Look no, at him. I'm saying I'm on the edge of my six. It could be for me. Okay. <laughs> Hell, it could be for me it at starts, this stage. It starts in a real sweet manner. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fuck me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
Greetings in the name of God. I hope you are doing well. That's a question. <laughs> um, my dear, I sent this email praying it would found you in good condition of health since I myself are in a very critical health condition in which I sleep every night without knowing if I may be alive to see the next day. What's the name? To see Vivian... the next day. Vivian. Norman. Norman. I do that too. Norman. Nor- Vivian Norman, I sleep without knowing I'm going to wake up, but I do. I just have a bit of faith. faith. Um, just have faith. Knowing if I'll be alive to see the next day, I bring peace and love to you. It oh. is by the grace of God, spelt with a lowercase g, I heard <laughs> no. I had Christian no choice than to do what is lawful and right in the sight of God, capital G now, for eternal life in the sight of man for witness of God, lowercase g again, God's mercy and glory upon my life. I am Mrs. Vivian Norman Dixon. A widow. I am suffering from a long-time brain tumour. It has defiled all forms of medical treatment, and right now, I only have about a few months to live, according to the medical experts. This situation has gotten complicated recently with my inability to hear proper. I'm communicating with you with the help of chief nurse here in the hospital. From all indications, <laughs> from all indication, my conditions is really deteriorating, and it is quite obvious that according to my doctors, they have advised me that I may not live too long. This is because I have a brain tumor. Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> I hope that you will not expose or betray this trust. I am confident that I am about to expose to you. I so have guys, a brain tumor, guys. She's trusted us on this. Okay, let's not exploit well, this. Well, she's trusted Bartek. Yeah. So, uh... I have some funds inherited from my late husband, the sum of $10,500,000. That's written in numbers, and then again in words. Uh-huh. Like a check. <laughs> <laughs> Having known my condition, Only. I decided to donate this fund to you, Bartek. believing that you will utilize it in the way that I'm going to instruct herein. I need you to assist me and reclaim this money and use it for charity works, for orphanage, and gives justices, and help to the poorly, needy, and widow, says the Lord. May I make a suggestion of how to use your newfound wealth? <laughs> um, and then she, then she quotes... Don't do what then she quotes, uh, then she quotes Jeremiah 22, 15, 16, and I looked that up, and it is about giving to the poor, so she really knows her shit. Ooh. And also build schools for the less privileged that will be named after my late husband. This is like finding emo all over again, Bartek, <laughs> where in the movie we did, there's this guy that went to a, like a, Afri- uh, a Papua New Guinea village, and he's like, I want you to name the library after my dad. <laughs> For some reason, he demanded this because he's a white Australian. But um, possible and to promote the word of God and the effort that the house of God is maintained. I do not want the situ- a situation where this money will be used in an ungodly manner. So guys, we only got to use it in the sake only of God. God. Only God. What's the first godly manner where you would spend this? Probably masturbate into it like tissues. So Prostitutes. <laughs> Ten... What, Bartek? God's Not Dead DVDs. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All, the whole trilogy is out now, Bartek. That's why I'm taking this decision. I'm not afraid of death, so I know where I'm going. I accept this decision because I do not have any children who will inherit this money after I die. Please, I want your sincerely and urgent answer to know if you will be able to execute this need. Will you be able to let me transfer this to your bank account? Bartek, do it. 
<laughs> May the grace, the peace, the love, and the truth in the word, spelled with a capital W, of God, spelled in lowercase g, be with you and all of those that you love and care for. I'm waiting for your immediate reply if you are only interested in further details of this transaction. May God bless you for your kind help. Yours sincerely, Mrs. Vivian Norman Dixon. So, Bartek, do you think we should um, give Click her repli- your bank details? Click reply and say yes, please. Yes. Is this please. from your email, Ryan? No. <laughs> is this, this is from, from our email? Spitandpolished okay. at gmail.com? Yeah, that's right. We have an email that you can that's email nice such segue. great things like that. <laughs> uh, if you want to email nice. us a suggestion, maybe say, hey, you know those Shaken Not Nerd guys? You should get them back on. All the other ones. Or, can I make a suggestion? Send your bank details in so we can then send them off to Vivian Norman Dixon. <laughs> in <laughs> exactly. The, in or, God's name. Do you That's guys? I mean, G, these the guys had a suggestion for unappreciated masterpiece that was just completely out of my peripheral vision. Maybe you guys have a suggestion too. You know, who knows? We're all on the social medias. You know, we're all on the same Except things as these guys. No, no, no MySpace. <laughs> no, not LinkedIn either. I, I don't know. Personal MySpace that I haven't touched. Uh, me too, Who's your buddy? top friend? It's like, him. It's Who's it's, your top friend? It's you. Was that a feature on MySpace? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you did. remember your top friends? They have a ranking. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you got pissed off if like your yeah. best friend you weren't there and you're like, Tom, fuck off. That's such an Ian <laughs> Mine move. Too. No, no, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Mine too. No, Ian's move would be he would make friends accounts of himself and yeah. have himself. Just <laughs> me. <laughs> Fucking love me. Just all different headshots um, and different different like different <laughs> angles. Guys, it's been fantastic having you on talk about the artistry, the majesty, the flaws perhaps of major pain, because that's the thing everyone has a different perspective on on movies i mean yeah. uh bartek and myself judge this movie in a higher grade than you ian yeah and you Some know hey you gave a two out of three yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> he really liked it technically yeah. um bartek as always a pleasure to be hosting with you thank again you. thank you i've Except never that one time <laughs> that one time those three times you weren't here that one <laughs> those three times i was away I can't remember what excuses we came up for in those episodes, but I, I was made dead. them up. Yeah, he basically killed you three Colin times. <laughs> so <laughs> too busy writing chill. emails under the guise of Vivian <laughs> Norman Dixon. Exactly. Vivian Norman Dixon. So as always, guys, you have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. Until next time, remember to be kind to each other in a godly manner, or else you will not get this money. Ten point five godly with a capital dollars. G or a lowercase G. Well, lowercase G, but yeah, <laughs> right, right. I got to be honourable to her. Know. Jump to conclusions. <laughs> Throw in a capital G every now and then. Will do. Just for just for authenticity. <laughs> and just for fun, in the middle of a paragraph, just start a new paragraph. Yeah. And just save a brain tumor three times. <laughs> yeah, because if people aren't sure after the first time, drill yeah. it into them. Yeah. And then only mention the money once. But I'm that wi- would be my I'm driving force. I'm a widow, Ollie. They spent <laughs> so much goddamn time talking about a brain tumor. And not about the money when that's the point of the email. I was more shocked by the fact that she only mentioned the nurse ones. I need to be reminded of that. Dude, where is her movie? Where is her movie where Damon Wayans plays the head nurse? Is the is the chief nurse a mix of Chief Bromden and Nurse Ratched? Yes. Maybe. Bartek? We're not the pitch of this podcast, but we're <laughs> pitching a movie. Check them out too, why not? We've had them on in the well, past. The one way to end this episode will be to just throw something and run away, I guess. Okay. Got a cup here. <laughs> I'll hit the door with it. Someone sing the music from the end of film. Major Pain. <laughs> His name is Major Pain. <laughs> bye bye, Tech. Bye. 
Say hi to Vivian Norman Dixon for me. 